Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, and it means it's time for three solid hours of sports radio brought to you by your good friends right here at Southern Sports Center. I'm Rich Yelp alongside the coach, Coach Eugene Benton, joining us from North Charleston. I'm hanging out here in the studios. That's right, the factory sports and fitness training studios here in Somerville, South Carolina, on a beautiful weekend that we've had here in the Low Country. I know it's raining in the Northeast. I uh, spoke to an individual earlier uh, this afternoon and this morning, and, and they were telling me how the rain was coming down in D.C., but here in South Carolina, boy, it has definitely been a weekend to remember. And without further ado, before we get into our guest list and all the ins and outs, I'm going to bring in the coach. Uh, good afternoon, Coach. How's life over at Park Circle in North Charleston? Uh, it's very sunny, but very windy, but uh, very pleasant. You know, yesterday was a little bit warmer than today, and, uh, you know, it was a beautiful day to get out. Took my son fishing for a little bit out up in Ondahl. I uh, just wanted to get out the house a little bit and uh, get some fresh air. But uh, it's, it's, we're blessed to have such uh, good weather. You know, we had some storms during the week and caused some problems, and a couple of weeks ago had some problems with that. But, uh, you know, we'll take this uh, blessing when we get them and, uh, you know, make the best of it. And it sure was a beautiful, uh, beautiful day. Um, hoping that, you know, we'll be able to start doing some more things, although I'm not sure if you saw that uh, just now, Rich, but um, it looks like, we might be under a two, another two-week or two-week extension for home confinement um, based on some more cases that just was reported by the DHEC. So uh, we'll obviously keep in mind and uh, keep that to the top of our ledger and, you know, report if we hear something for, for sure. But, uh, you know, if you can get out one or two or just by yourself and enjoy this weather, why not, man? It's such a great great day. And just looking up these beautiful blue skies, hearing the birds chirping, it's uh, really nice over here. <laughs> and that moment brought to you by I'm just kidding Eugene always good to hear man and, and you know you're right man here's the thing and, and I said this in many broadcasts if you're joining us for the first time we welcome you we go and you rip off that rookie stripe and let you hang out with us for the next three hours and uh, we're going to give some things because I do have uh, a guy who has become quite uh, the contributor to Southern Sports Central and without further ado I am going to bring him in here in just a minute but this is a very loaded show today and it's got all the bells and whistles from you name it, you know it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to focus from 6.30 on into 9 o'clock with nothing but high school seniors. These guys and girls are either playing softball, baseball, soccer. So I'm going to play football and then track and field. I've got one of the tr- fastest track stars in the country. She's in the top 20 all the way from Georgia. She's coming in from Howard High School sometime around 6.30. So we'll start off the, the, the show very fast. But I do need to bring in this young man. Reginald Walker played his days over there at Penn State for Joe Pa. Now he's covering the sports world in Charlotte, North Carolina. Without further ado, let's bring him in. Reginald, man, as always, thanks for hanging out with Eugene and myself here on a beautiful Sunday evening. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it is a very nice Sunday evening here across the Carolinas. And um, I just hope everybody's out there, you know, being smart, staying safe, uh, protecting yourself and your families. 
um, and just doing everything we can to, to, to try to, as they say, flatten this curve and, and slow this pandemic so we can kind of, folks can get back to kind of moving around how they would prefer um, and, right. and, and move forward. No doubt about it. Eugene, I'm going to kind of do this, guys, because we're all kind of in different places because we're all quarantined, at least uh, for, for the most part. Uh, so we've got Reginald, who is up in Charlotte. I'm here in Somerville. And currently right now, Eugene is down in North Charleston, South Carolina. But uh, Eugene, as you guys all know, it was a great weekend. Started on Thursday, ended sometime late yesterday with the draft wrapping itself up and putting things together. Uh, Eugene, let me ask you your thoughts. Is uh, I want to cover the draft a little bit, and, and I think we may do a special show tomorrow because I think we need to get into some draft conversation, but we'll, we'll figure that out before the end of the show. But, uh, Eugene, when it comes to the draft of 2020, it's now in the books. What's the one thing that you took away from this year's uh, draft 2020 and uh, the way it was done? You know, I think uh, it looks like a lot of teams are, are starting to look at the Belichick way and that is drafting the best player who fits your needs or just the best player available. You saw a lot of, uh, you know, G2 players go a lot higher than, than in years past. Now, of course, you know, it was very SEC uh, top-heavy in the first round um, and, and SEC-heavy throughout. But, you know, we saw a lot of players from D2 levels go in those, you know, multi-million-dollar, you know, draft spots that in years past they seemed to fall, I guess, you know, they were looked at as maybe someone that could be picked up either free agency or, or lower in the draft. And so it was kind of kind of cool to see those guys. You know, obviously I, I was watching uh, special teams guys and saw four kickers drafted. Some I was blown away by. Um, and that's the uh, the kicker from Georgia signed a free agent deal with Indianapolis. But uh, figured Rodrigo would have gone in the draft somewhere. Um, yeah, I was surprised that uh, – the amount of uh, offensive players, you know, it seemed like it was a very um, a wide receiver heavy draft, you know, in terms of who was picked. But uh, also then, um, you know, it seemed like there were a lot of secondary guys taken too. So, you know, I, that may be a trend that the NFL is going or continuing with just, you know, fling the ball around and we got to get guys that can, you know, break up those passes. So, um, you know, it was an interesting draft. Uh, seeing the quarterbacks, I wasn't shocked. I kind of figured – uh, Burrow would go first. I was very excited to see um, Ken Law getting to the top, you know, up there and a spot that's going to pay him a guaranteed about $15.5 million, and who deserves it more than, than that guy? And so, um, you know, it, it went faster than I than I recall in years past as well. I don't know if maybe because so much was based on made-for-TV and commercials, but, uh, um, you know, it was interesting. <clears throat> also, it was kind of cool to check out these uh, coaches' living rooms and basements. I guess uh, that was also something that was trending, you know, <clears throat> whether they were yeah. on a, a yacht or uh, in their uh, home office with a big moose head over them. You know, it's kind of cool to kind of get that inside of their uh, their home offices, so to speak. So it was it was it was definitely different. I thought it was going to be weird at first, but once I got into the flow, you know, we had the show going on, so I had it on in the office, and uh, you know, it was it was, it was interesting. Um, not, I, I can't say other than seeing some of the guys from the smaller schools go uh, as high as they did. I think that was the most, quote-unquote, shocking thing to me. Yeah, I would agree with you. I've got to touch on yours before we head over to Reginald, who's hanging out over in the Tent Farm Hotlines in Charlotte, North Carolina with us now. But uh, I agree with you. I was a little disappointed. Maybe I'm not disappointed. Belichick's uh, background, not as quite as flashy as many. I mean, it looked about as homeless. His home can look back to 1975, and then you go to some of these others, 
and, and it was definitely that as well. And then kind of touch on that, what you said. I liked it. I liked seeing the families around. I, I said this uh, to a handful of individuals today and yesterday that, that how many times in these Zoom meetings do you think these players for the first time are getting to see, you know, their coaches be family guys a little bit more than normal? I think that's going to kind of be the new normal, and that's the word that we're going to use on Southern Sports Central Regional. I'm going to bring you in now uh, and, and ask you the same question. You know, your thoughts from a, a drafted – matter of fact, you, you know this oh so well from your days at Penn State playing for Joe Pond. You've seen the, 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 uh, the new normal here, but this could be something that we might as well get kind of used to, you think? Yeah, I think so in, in certain ways. And, and I want to make a couple of points um, off of what Eugene said because I think he, he, he hit on a few things in there. First of all, I will say this, uh, as deep as that receiver class was, one guy that we didn't see in there, Corey Sutton uh, from Appalachian State, remember he tore his ACL in November. So that's another guy that I think some people had third and fourth round grades on, some even higher uh around Thanksgiving, and then he got hurt. So he came off of people's boards. So that's another piece of depth to think about at that position that we didn't even see um, in the draft. So just to throw that one out there. And and then another thing, uh, I mean, when you talk about um, the the wide receivers and so many of them being drafted and so many defensive backs, I think it's a tale of two things. I think to Eugene's point, you got to get defensive backs to slow these receivers down. But I think the other piece of it is you got a whole lot of receivers going to a whole lot of teams because everybody's spreading it out and simplifying offenses because systems are no longer designed for quarterbacks to take a five- or seven-step drop and read it and make a throw. Everything's quick throws, create one-on-one matchups, get the ball out quick, and let everybody else do the work. So I think that was very, very interesting. And then another point, when you talk about the lower, per se, right, lower-level guys, Division twos. FCS-type players getting drafted higher. I think this was also a situation where because we didn't have as many of those individual workouts for those really, really high picks or some of those more power five known guys, they had to go back to the tape and find guys on tape that dominated football games at all levels, and those were the guys that they said, this guy is higher on my board because look at him dominate football games. If you go back to when Jimmy Johnson built the Dallas Cowboys, and found guys like Larry Allen and Leon Lett and and all these guys at some of these smaller schools, what he used to look for on tape is, can this guy from his position take over a game at whatever level? And when you watch the guy like Larry Allen at, I think it was Sonoma State, dominate a game as an offensive lineman, that's a football player you want on your team. So I think you look at those things in this draft, and and it shows a lot um, right there. Now, in terms of how this draft was presented, and from a television standpoint, I don't know about y'all. Mm. It's time for me to leave the Carolinas. I'm going to move to Arizona because I need a house like Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm on. That pad was sweet, wasn't it? And yes, then, sir. And then I need Mike Zimmer's hunting cabin up there in Minnesota or wherever he was at. Because that hunting cabin, apparently that's his vacation hunting cabin. I need that as my regular house. Okay? So we're all in the wrong <laughs> business. We all need to become coaches so we can get some of those houses them boys got. Yes, sir. I would agree. I, I, I like. <laughs> I, I'm like you, Reginald, because when I looked at it, man. Number one, Bobby Harden's a local guy down here in Charleston. Has been. He's a pioneer in the industry of sports radio, and we're looking forward to getting him back on the airwaves here soon when ESPN allows or the local provider 
allows him back in the building over there. But he made the comment, and I, and I would agree with him, because these we've been home so much and a lot of guys have had to watch DIYs and stuff, we, we find ourselves not watching the draft but yet watching the pictures in the background or what's on the table. Is that a – did he make that painting? You know, those are the type of things that, that became an interesting conversation all of a sudden, and it became a little bit more personable. Uh, let me stay with you, Reginald, for a quick minute here. You, you and I talked last night in depth. We actually had a really good conversation about a lot of things that we're going to kind of touch on here in the next 15 minutes. And one of those I was impressed with, like Eugene mentioned too, was the fun part of watching these young guys who go to different schools. For example, we had Hugh Freeze on the show last year in the end of the football season, and one of his guys, one of his receivers, who's a man-child with great hands, is drafted. He's going to say, if I'm not mistaken, with the Giants, if I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Reginald, when you look at it, but look at the stars that were given out before they got on campus, and look at how many of these guys were drafted. This, on the five-star level, 19 guys were drafted, 73 four-stars, 110. Let me underline, circle that, highlight it, 110 three-stars, 32 two-stars, and 21 not even ranked. To me, it shows so much, not to mention some of the schools around where you're at right there in Charlotte. Talk about these underrated players who became quite the difference on the football field. Well, that's, that's one piece of it. And, and, and let, me, let me drop a little, a little nugget. Um, shout out to my guy Tom Luganville for this. And we worked together, uh, did a show called ESPN Film Room together for, for years. And he used to always say, you know, he's, he's deep in the recruiting game. He used to always say it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. It's not the five-star guys that make a program. Those are the guys that headline a program. But the guys that really sustain your program are the two-star guys and the three-star guys that you turn into starters at your programs, that you turn into NFL players. That is the mark of a really good football program. And so when you look at, to your point, some of those guys that got drafted uh, in the later rounds uh, or even well, wherever they got drafted from some of the smaller schools, that's an example of why. Because those coaches, and I think sometimes we forget to do this when we look at the draft, we forget to give credit to those coaches, the Hugh Freezes, the, the, the you know, people are killing Jim Harbaugh. The dude still had players drafted. Like, these coaches are doing a pretty good job of developing players because you still have to do that. And so at the end of the day, as you develop those two stars and three stars and they turn into all-conference players, they turn into draftable players. And that's what you need to sustain a program. And, and so when you look at it and some of these teams and some of the different uh, guys they drafted, I mean, you think about it, the Packers go to Cincinnati in the third round and get a tight end. Um, you know, you, you, all these different uh, NFL teams, they're looking for talent. They don't care where they find it. They're just trying to find it. The Texans go get a receiver uh, Isaiah Coulter out of Rhode Island. Like, you got to go find good football players, and they found them. A lot of these coaches went and found good football players. The Colts in the fifth round get a guard from Ball State. Just finding good football players. Isaiah Rogers from UMass, which I'm going to tell you right now, I saw that kid play against Charlotte. He's a defensive back from UMass. He went in the sixth round to the Colts. He is a legitimate football player. I can tell you that right now. So when you turn around and look at some of the guys from the, quote, smaller schools, the big reminder to them is, and to kids in high school, and I know you guys do a lot of high school sports, particularly football, it doesn't matter where you go. It's whether or not you can play. And if you dominate games at whatever level you're playing, you will have an opportunity to get to the NFL. 
think about it. The high, Kyle Duggar, Division II kid from Lenore Ryan in Hickory, North Carolina, goes 37 overall to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Who better to draft a guy that some people may think, oh, he's a D2 guy, he's not good enough, he's not fat, whatever. Who better to draft that guy and turn him into a pro bowler than Bill Belichick? I agree with you. I mean, to go Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick giving you that phone call right off the rip and to come from the college, and we actually had Lenore Ryan's new coach on with us, what, Eugene, three weeks ago. Eugene, I'm going to come to you real quick on this one, too, because uh, I'll re- give you my 30 cents when you're done, but those are all great points kind of piggyback on what Reginald just said. Eugene, some more thoughts from you on this draft now that it's in the books and the 2020 is now going to be the next step as far as getting to these guys into some type of a minicamp. I, you know, I, I agree with a lot he said. And then, you know, take, for example, uh, Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. Yes, he played at LSU, but he was a zero-star kid. He was five foot eleven, and a lot of people thought that LSU gave him the offer because of his two older brothers having played there, one at quarterback and one with a defensive back. Uh, but he grew uh, to 6'4 between his junior year and freshman year in college. <clears throat> you know, and, and then again, you know, he developed. Obviously, he had no stars. If he'd have been a great, you know, wide receiver in high school, he'd have had more stars than zero stars. Um, so, you know, that goes to that. And then, you know, of course, like what you said, you brought up uh, having Coach Jacobs on from Lenore Rhyme. You know, all week those guys were just – Lenore Rhyme was just promoting that kid, promoting that kid, promoting that kid. You know, just saying that, you know, here's a guy. It doesn't matter what school he's from. Look at the talent level. Look at, look at his film. Look at his performance. You know, and I agree with Reginald. I think a lot of teams – all these pro days were canceled, and everybody knows what happens at pro days. You know, you get some, you know, highly thought after, you know, potential draft pick, and you got 32 scouts there, you know, and then they're not making all it to some of the other schools. Right. They're, 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 and then because everybody's there, they're not checking out the film from these other schools because they got all the time associated with travel and everything else. So they didn't have time to travel. So, of course, I agree with you. I think most of them, you know, had several laptops and computers going on and said, you know, get me film on every safety in the draft. And it wasn't – so then in that circumstance, it's not get me the film on every SEC or ACC or Big Ten safety. It's get me the film on every safety in the draft, every draft-eligible safety. So they probably just went through the films. A guy like Belichick, you know, I know he has a boatload of staff members and analysts and things like that, but at the end of the day, you know, he makes the call – there's something in this guy he liked. And if the overall is a, that's a very hefty paycheck. And, you know, that's four years. Uh, I think second round is still guaranteed, you know, or at least he'll get a pretty good bonus. But, um, you know, like you said, getting drafted by that guy that high, that says a lot about you as a football player. And so, you know, I agree. I think without all the travel and without all the pro days, these guys had to do some real homework and that's uh, reviewing film, just like any other coach would have to do. Live right now in Southern Sports Central, I'm Rich Elvin. We've got Reginald Walker joining us all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. Covers a couple colleges up there in that corridor. Of course, Eugene Benton is the coach on staff here with me. He's the other half of Southern Sports Central. I'm Rich Elvin here live with you for the next, well, two and a half hours almost here. Coming to you with the next 15 minutes, we'll recap the remainder of the 2020 NFL Draft. And then we've got a lot of high school kids that are going to be dropping in one by one by one and We'll get into that at 6.30. So if you listen in, you're waiting to hear some of these seniors, hang tight. They're getting ready. Okay, this is something that we're excited about doing, but we wanted to touch a little NFL draft. Reginald, back to you real quick, my friend. Not happy. I'm not happy because I am a Green Bay Packers fan, and the one thing that we haven't done in, 
what, 17 years? Or I can't remember the, the year or the amount of years, but can we not get a wide receiver in Green Bay, Wisconsin? I mean, we need a guy for Aaron Rodgers to catch the ball, to get the ball and do some things. Tell us your thoughts, your opinions on, on Green Bay. And I get going after a quarterback because you got to have somebody in the stable at some point. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did come in when we had the likes of Brett Favre there. And so you got to have somebody ready. But to not even go after two, maybe three key positions that we've talked about year after year that they've needed, your thoughts on the biggest loser to me was Green Bay in the draft this past season. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't mind the Jordan Love pick. I don't like where it happened. And, I, and I'm notorious for saying if you like a guy, you go get him. It doesn't matter where. If you reach, you reach. If you don't, you don't. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is done. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is at the point to where Eli was one year left on a contract. We're going to push him out anyway. Aaron Rodgers is not in that situation. So to me, it didn't make sense to go get Jordan Love in the first round when you haven't drafted a wide receiver since I believe uh, like 2000 before Aaron Rodgers took over. I'll put it that way. And the the scariest part about it is they've made two first-round picks that were skill position players in the last 20 years-ish. And those two players, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. <laughs> Devontae Adams, people forget, was, a, was not a first-round pick. Jordy Nelson was not a first-round pick. Randall Cobb was not a first-round pick. So you start looking at the best receivers that Aaron Rodgers has had. None of these guys are first-round picks. And to me, for an organization that has so much pride on, uh, with its history of winning, particularly in the Lombardi days, Mike Holmgren got one, obviously, with Brett Favre as well, and then Aaron Rodgers as well with one. But as much as they talk about that history and how much they want to win, why is this organization missing the point on having a Hall of Fame quarterback and not giving him weapons? I I sit there and I look around. I look at the Baltimore Ravens draft, and I watch them get more weapons for Lamar Jackson. I watch the New York Giants draft. They get more weapons for Daniel Jones. I watch uh, Buffalo. They trade for Stephon Diggs, getting more weapons for Josh Allen. You watch the Jets. They get receivers for Sam Darnold. You watch the, 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 the Rams. They get more weapons for Jared Goff. I can go on and on. Dak Prescott, the dude just threw for 5,000 yards. He's in a contract squabble, and they go get him another receiver in the first round. But nobody can get Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver in the first round. A guy that we know gives him a compliment to a guy like Devontae Adams, so you have to defend the entire football field. That, to me, is frustrating. That, to me, is what will frustrate a fan base. And that, to me, is what I saw uh, really created a lot of frustration uh, with that Green Bay fan base, well, uh, whether it was via Twitter, whether it was, you know, all of the social media platforms, media. If you look at some of the local websites up in that area, they're frustrated with the front office. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem is they don't have one person to blame. They, yeah, they can blame the GM. They can blame the president. But remember, that's, the, that's one of the teams in the NFL. That's the only team in the NFL that doesn't have a singular owner. So they can't even yell at the owner to fire the president because they don't have that. They're not designed that way. And so that's got to be frustrating for that organization. Uh, and so to me, uh, look, I like Jordan Love. I don't think he's a bad football player, but I also think you could have got him somewhere in the second round. You didn't need to right. go get him where you got him in the first round. 
Not to mention it was a quarterback-heavy draft. I mean, it wasn't – I get that he's a great quarterback and he could be a futuristic quarterback, but if you don't get him, there was enough out there that the plate was full in that area, okay, for me. Uh, Eugene makes a great point here. He says even McCarthy, who then goes to the Cowboys recruits, you know, or, or, or drafts an NFL status, would draft a, a wide receiver. And, and I don't want to stick too much with the Green Bay talk, but this is something we'll table for maybe if I can get you back in here tomorrow – and that is Aaron Rodgers. Does he get the love that he deserves when it comes to making some receivers a little better than they were before they got there? We talk about Tom Brady and what he's done in New England, and we all know what he's probably going to do in Tampa. But Aaron Rodgers does a lot with less. And so we'll, we'll kind of table that one. Before I get you out of here, I do want to say, who was your winner when it came down to the end of the draft? Who do you think benefited the most and who came out looking the best? Uh, for me, I, I, thought, uh, I thought the Colts had a really good draft. I really did. I liked what they did uh, really from top to bottom um, in their draft. But for me, I mean, it jumps off the page to me. And maybe it's just because I'm so used to this organization doing a great job in the draft. But the Baltimore Ravens, to me, and what they're doing to surround Lamar Jackson coming off of a, a an MVP season, what they're doing to make his life easier to me, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, they go get the linebacker queen. Obviously, that makes their defense better. But the, to get J.K. Dobbins in the second round, and, and if you go back and look, and, and, and I've looked at this and looked at different people's draft boards and where they had, you know, guys, you know, uh, uh, rated from player number one to player number 250 or whatever it was, they consistently got players at the position they were picked that on the boards were rated much higher than they got them. Many of those guys, 10 to 15 picks lower than they were in terms of player ranking on the board. And so you look at J.K. Dobbins. You add J.K. Dobbins to Mark Ingram II in that backfield. We know what Ingram was with Kamara in the backfield in New Orleans. You add Devin Duvernay, a big physical wide receiver from Texas that can also run. Prochet, the little guy from Southern Miss, he can also run. So you add those weapons, and oh, by the way, they still didn't forget about the most important thing. They draft two offensive linemen, both guards, because they just lost Marshall Yonda. If you look at what Baltimore did, you have to love this draft. They get a defensive tackle inside from Texas A&M, who was definitely better than a third-round pick. I thought he was a second-round grade personally. So you look at that entire draft, and you go, man, Baltimore really made some things happen. And once again, Ozzie Newsom on his way out. New GM, doesn't matter. They just keep it rolling. And then, as I mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts. I, I've been saying to everybody, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going, whoever got him, because I knew he wasn't going to be a first-rounder, I told a lot of people, I think you get that guy outside of the first round, that is grand theft auto. They got him at the top of the second round. They also go get a, a running back like Jonathan Taylor. Listen, Jonathan Taylor is one of only two backs in the last 20 years that's gone back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons. The only other one to do that was Troy Davis at Iowa State. I'm going to leave you with that. Nearly 7,000 career rushing yards. Almost, he would have caught Ron Dane and ran away from him if he came back this season. The kid averaged over 2,000 yards a season in his three years at Wisconsin. That's a good football player. Then they get Jacob Easton in the fourth round, a quarterback project. Remember, they've got Phillip Rivers for one year. They've got Jacoby Brissett for one year. But now they have Jacob Easton on that roster as well. So you start to look at this football team. I also like Desmond Patman, the wide receiver from Washington State. They get him in the sixth round. 
this was a really good draft to me for the Indianapolis Colts. Giving them an A plus all the way across the uh, course, New England, uh, the, uh, the the Colts, excuse me there. Uh, get the approval and the stamp down for Reginald Walker Jr. who joins us all the way from Charlotte, hanging out with us on the Tent Farm Hotline. Reginald, we'll talk a little bit more off the air about getting you back in here on new Tuesday. By the way, Tuesday is his day that he's going to be joining us going forward at 6.30. So circle your calendars and get ready to get educated. He was recruited. He played for Joe Pye with the Nittany Lions. He's now in Charlotte covering multiple colleges and some local high school things around that area as well. So we're excited to add him in as a regular contributor to Southern Sports Central. Reginald, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the show, which we're going to bring in some seniors from here on out, buddy. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Stay safe. Shout out to those seniors, and I'll leave you with We Are. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get much better. Real quick before we go to break, uh, Eugene, coming up next, we're going to be joined, and we're going to take this show all the way to Georgia. That's right. Georgia is on our mind with Kayla Sweeney. She is heading to Coastal Carolina. She is ranked in the top 20 in the country. This young lady's got more speed than I've seen in a long time, but we're going to bring her in here from Howard High School in Macon, Georgia. Don't go anywhere. Hang tight. Get ready. Sit back. Open up your popcorn and your soda pop because it's seniors from here on out right here on Southern Sports Central, guys. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Welcome back, everybody. Don't forget to give the farmer shout-outs. You need to get your shade ready for the summer. Sooner than later, we'll get back out on the beach. We'll be back in the streets, and we'll do the normal things that we're used to doing. Before you do that, give Jonathan a call over there, and his team will come over and help do whatever you need done, whether it be your house, your business, or your car. He'll take care of all of your tent needs there. The number to call is 843-297-4131, or you can follow him and check him out on his well, webpage, and that's tentfarm.com. So without further ado, we head over to the Tent Farm Hotlines, where we're going to check out with the fastest lady on the air and everywhere. She is Miss Kayla Sweeney, coming all the way from Macon, Georgia, at a Howard High School, running today for a Howard, but running tomorrow for the Shauna Clears. And we welcome you in, Kayla. Thanks for hanging out with us on our Senior Spotlight 2020 show. Hey. How are you? Are you excited? Got, got a lot of excitement from you and I talked last week. We got the chance to bring you uh, bring you in tonight and uh, really kind of, it's a tough time. So uh, kind of introduce yourself to the listeners because I know everybody at Howard High School's tuned in. They've retweeted the show. Your track coach, by the way, we know he's listening. He's got a track record of following you guys around. So that being said, who is Kayla Sweeney? Oh, well, um, yes. I, As you know, I went to Howard High School, um, and I ran there all four years. Um, and if it wasn't for my favorite coach, Coach Mars, um, I wouldn't be where I am today, going to Coastal Carolina. And, um, yeah, I've just been running track indoor and outdoor for four years, and it's gotten gotten me where I am today. And 
I just am so grateful for my high school coach, um, Coach Mark, to get me to where I am. <laughs> That's exciting stuff. As we're live right now with Kayla Sweeney, she's heading to Coastal Carolina. She's ranked in the top 20, fastest runners in the country. I didn't say Georgia. I didn't say South Carolina. I said in the country. And uh, she's done it all right over there at Howard High School in Macon, Georgia, where she starts off uh, our spotlight for the seniors 2020. They had to forego their senior season. And thank God that you picked your choice of college early, uh, you know, having the opportunity. But why Coastal Carolina? Why go to the beach? I know why. I grew up at the beach. But tell us your reason. I'm sure being the top 20 fastest young ladies or track uh, athletes of the country, you could have gone anywhere. You could have gone to Georgia, Georgia Tech, for God's sake. Why Coastal? What made that place the place to go home for the next three to four years of your life? Okay, um, that's a good question. So um, whenever I visited, whenever I got the chance to go and visit, um, it was just very beautiful school, and um, I really enjoyed the view of the school and also the the background of the school and um, their division and um, just how, like, I've seen all their trophies that they won, that their track team has won, and um, Coach Goodman, he has a really good personality, and he really, he really explained the school well to me, and it just made me think, like, oh, my gosh, this is a dream school, you know, they they do a lot for themselves, and they have a lot of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have a lot of uh, things that'll help me out and be make help me be a better athlete. And so um, I just think they'll they'll really help me become where I go, get to where I want to be at. Live right now with uh, the soon-to-be future star All-American for the Coastal Carolina Shawna Clears on the track and field side of life. Kayla Sweeney joins us from Macon, Georgia, at a Howard High School for our senior spotlight on the Tent Farm Hotline. Uh, when you look at this, Kayla, I, I want to go back to high school a little bit and, and ask you, give me a favorite memory, a moment that you had in your four years of running track for that great school there in Macon, Georgia, that when you think back, you close your eyes, and you're going to have a tough day at Coastal. I know it seems like it's just not going to happen because you're at the beach and you can hear the seagulls and the waves crashing, but trust me, you're going to have a day where you're going to have to close your eyes and think of a moment there at your high school that you had to get you through that day What's the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to your time spent on that campus over at Macon, Georgia? Yeah, that's also a really good question. Um, Well, my best memory at high school, at Howard High School, um, would probably be me winning the the 100-meter region uh, meet. I won it three years straight, and um, it was just—it was—I was just so proud of myself because I met my goal. I realized that I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and it showed at region when I won the 100 meter for um, a region. And um, I had my coach there, and I was just so happy to have her because she kept me consistent, and um, she uh, she helped me reach my goal, and so that's when I knew like I could do track and I could be consistent and reach my goals. So my favorite memory would be at Region. I love it. That's what we're talking about. So if you had to give a speech, and I'm not sure whether you guys and girls are going to get a, a senior, a, excuse me, a spring banquet for your athletics uh, there in Macon, Georgia, but let's just say that you don't get that opportunity, and you had a chance, and they came up to you and your coach said, Kayla, you've been quite the contributor to our sports program you've been an ambassador in the streets and and quite frankly when they think 
of Howard High School. I want them to think about you. So we want you to speak to your classmates tonight, your teammates tonight here at this banquet. What would you leave behind? What would be something that you would like to say to your class of 2020? What I would like to say to my class of 2020 is that um, that with consistency, like I've been saying, that you can reach anything you um, want to do and want to be. Um, and it, it is possible, basically. It really is possible. Like, I can't even describe you how I felt when I got my scholarship to Coastal. I was just so shocked. Like, really, I'm still in shock, and I can't believe that I got that opportunity. And um, I just basically what I would just tell them is anything is possible. And um, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep the hard work up, and it will pay off. No doubt about it. Eugene, let me bring you in real quick, big guy. I want to make sure that you get some time with these amazing athletes that we're featuring because this is a focus that you and I have really put forth together, guys. And we're welcoming everybody listening in. If you're an athletic director, if you're a mom, a dad, a neighbor, you know a senior, grab that senior and say, hey, call in over there to 323-784-9681. We just had a caller on. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to him in time to say hold tight, but we'll work on that. But with that being said, Eugene, uh, do you have anything for this young lady who is heading to Coastal here in a few months? Yeah, uh, we've had Coach Goodman on, and uh, I hear that you hit it off with him well, and he sold the school well. And, uh, you know, one of the big things that he talked to us about was uh, helping athletes not only in college but reach the next level in life. So tell us, uh, what do you plan on studying at Coastal, and um, what are your interests uh, beyond, uh, beyond Coastal? Um, okay, so I am still struggling with this of what exactly I would like to do, but I know I'm interested in um, psychology and sociology, and um, I'm thinking of going into the law field. So I probably have to do, if, like you said, beyond coastal, I probably have to um, do an additional two years in law school. Um, but I'm really, those are the things I'm mostly interested for right now. But I am going into coastal. Um, with my my eyes open and my mind open open to anything, so um, I just wanna I wanna learn myself and um, yeah I'm interested in pretty much anything. Awesome. So um, in high school, now you you talked about your best memory being um, you know winning the 4A region there. So uh, I'm assuming you know you're having to forego graduation and prom. Are you doing anything to celebrate those with your family? Oh, um, well, <laughs> not really. Uh, well, I as far as my graduation, um, my mom, she's uh, posted these cute little signs outside of our house to recognize me um, graduating. Um, with uh, prom, um, I kind of just, I, I was upset at, about it that I had to miss out on it, but um, I just let that go, and I've just been looking forward to my graduation and going to Coastal Carolina. But I can tell you one thing, on behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central, Kayla, we're super-duper proud of you. We're excited to uh, that you're coming close. You're coming to my backyard, where I'm from, of course, so I'll have the chance to get up there with you and, and May May, who is one of your uh, soon-to-be track uh, teammates up there at Coastal. She's in soccer. She, she joined us uh, last week. She was one of the, she was the first guest to come on to our senior spotlight. So uh, it's only fitting to get the ladies in first and to have you come on here and, and do a phenomenal job. I know uh, your coach, is going to be super-duper excited to have you in here. He's done a great job helping us get you athletes uh, in with us. They'll be recognized, and I can't wait. And we are, by the way, 
excited. We're going to come watch you girls and guys run over there at that track and field at Coastal, and uh, we can't wait to actually get a chance to shake your hand, congratulate you, because being a Division One or any college athlete is a huge, huge deal. So congratulations on that achievement. But most of all, enjoy the last few days of being a senior in high school. I know people say this all the time, but trust and believe me, you know, these are days and moments that you're going to look back at it and you're going to say, man, I'm it." Why I understand that there's probably some wishing and, and thinking that you wish you could have maybe had another track meet there over at, at the high school at Howard. Uh, it will hit you a few times between now and then and maybe even in your time at Coastal, even though you're creating a new chapter and doing some new great things. But some of my great memories, to be honest with you, and I was able to play baseball at the next level and do some things as well, was in my high school. Uh, it just It's what for me to be a man and do the things that I get to do today. I know you can speak the same as far as growing up as a young woman and now you're going to take that next leap of faith, but I'm proud of you on the next chapter. You're going to move on and you're going to do great things. But uh, anytime, anytime you want to jump in here with us, you know what to do. Call in, hang out, check in. And I'm sure we're going to get you back one more time before you head to coastal Carolina, Kayla, but thanks again for hanging out. And uh, we wish you the best of luck and congratulations on graduating and being the class of 2020. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. There she goes. And I told you, she's fast, and uh, she did a great job. Coach, over at Coastal, you've got a phenomenal group of young men and women coming over there that you've recruited. I've had a chance to talk to a lot of them off the air, and we're getting them in here slowly. As uh, That's just one, by the way, of two commitments to Coastal Carolina. We've got a gentleman showing up at 8 o'clock. Uh, he's stretching it out right now because he's going to come in here. Devonta Harris will join us from Indian Land High School over here in Fort Mill. South Carolina. He's coming in at 8 o'clock. But coming up next at 6.45, we're going to check in at Wando High School. Wando is located in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, where the one and only Connor Bone will check in. He's heading to Gardner-Webb. He's going to be uh, playing baseball at the next level as well. So we're excited to have Connor in here. And Again, always, always, always open the door for you guys and girls to come in to hang out and uh, do what we do. She talked a little bit about uh, Eugene. Uh, signs in the yard, and, and you're seeing that in a lot of places. Uh, and I can tell you something, that, that to, to do the little things, man, it means the big things. And I can't tell you enough that, uh, you know, Somerville Signs and Banners and Ramps, they do a great job uh, around here in South Carolina, or excuse me, in Somerville. Uh, if you're looking for some signs here locally, check them out. Somerville Signs, right now they're putting together uh, some great things so that you can recognize your senior. doesn't have to play athletics, but just – well, graduate, and it looks like we're going to have a great turnaround turnover number there with that. The class of 2020 senior appreciation signs are going for $25, $25, and we're going to try to put some information out there on those guys and girls here locally in Somerville, but they don't just take care of Somerville. Trust me, if you're over at Wando or you're at Oceanside or you're hanging out somewhere in the, well, arm reach of the low country, I'm pretty good. Uh, with the owners over there, and I'll make sure that they take good care of you. And they're going to do it anyway because that's just what they do. Now, if you want to reach out to them, you can contact them, 843-779-5853. Again, you're reaching out to the guys and girls over there at Somerville Signs, and the number to call them to get your sign made, well, it's 843-779-5853. So that being said, Eugene, let's take a quick break because we come back. I think Connor's going to join us all the way from uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. He's been a warrior. He's been over there at Wando. They had a special night, by the way, the other night. We'll talk with him and you and I will cover it all right here on Southern Sports Central coming out of break, guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to the greatest show on a Sunday night. Southern Sports Central, guys. Stay tuned. Play ball! Ah! 
this town ain't small. It's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league, but at least it's triple A. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville walls. We do the wave all by ourselves. Hey, up, a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen as much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the cheese. The boys again, that local band is back in town. They got a kind of minor league sound. They're not that bad, they're not that good. But all in all, it's understood. We want to dance, they want to play. We wouldn't have it any other way. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the planet much. We just like to see the boys get it deep. One more building rises tall And suddenly we're all grown up And this old town's not quite so small But I'll always miss the middle-sized town In the middle of the Middle West With no-name pictures, local bands Mustard and relish and all the rest We like our beer flat and candy We like our dogs with mustard Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman, alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, here for the Spotlight 2020 edition of Southern Sports Central. On a beautiful Sunday night, 647 on the 26th day of April, we want to welcome uh, somebody that we're going to embrace a little bit here uh, before we get in here with Connor Bones joining us from Wando High School over there with the Warriors in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. But Somerville Signs is a great family who has been taking care of our communities for quite some time. And tonight, we want to give them a lot of love here without them even knowing about it. And, of course, uh, give them a number, uh, give you a number so that you can call them and get a sign made for your yard for your senior. Uh, it doesn't have to play athletics. It just has to be a senior graduating 
ready to take the leap to the next step. And, of course, you can get a sign made as a nice, uh, I'd say, square sign. It's going to get a, a stake to go in the yard. You put it in the front. You can probably have a bunch of them made, but they're $25 a piece, and it looks great. I've seen them already in town for Ashley Ridge, Fort Dorchester. I've seen over in Somerville's got a bunch of their kids with their signs in the yard. But uh, the family over there does a phenomenal job putting together some great artwork. Of course, you can reach them directly at 843-779-5853. Again, that's Somerville Signs for all of your sign needs that you need here in the Low Country. Uh, reach out to them. Let's decorate your yard. Let's paint the, the town graduate whatever color your, your uh, young, soon-to-be adult here is going to be supporting at graduation day. So without further ado, I am going to head over to the hotlines where we're going to jump into the baseball field. A great song there to bring in Connor Bone from Wando High School from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. The young man is committed to Gardner-Webb to play baseball for those guys, but before he heads to Gardner-Webb, he's going to hang out with us. So, Connor, welcome to Southern Sports Central, brother. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, man. I tell you, I remember the day I met you and your family at the ball field at Somerville Little League. It was a travel ball tournament, and uh, I think you might have been a freshman, maybe a sophomore. You were you were nowhere as big as you are today. I knew you were going to be big. You were big, but it was a different type there. But uh, you've grown into uh, quite the athlete. You're uh, a heck of a baseball player, but you're a better person than you are an athlete. That speaks volumes as, as an athlete to me. When I can tell you that uh, you are a, a kid that's ready to play at the next level. So without – uh, Father, do introduce yourself, man. What position did you play, or what position do you play over there at uh, at Wando? And uh, give me some time, some some history about your days over there, being a warrior and playing for such a great school and the largest school, by the way, in the state of South Carolina. Oh yeah, well uh, I remember the day you met me. I, I was pitching that day, but uh, I haven't really pitched since then. I'm playing center field. I've been playing center field for Wando since the start of my junior year. And uh, before that, I was playing right field. But, uh, yeah, this this season started off really well. We had uh, those two tournament wins at the very beginning, the only tournaments we played. And uh, we were, like, run-rolling every team, even, I think, once in the championship game. So, yeah, it was uh, we, we were heading off to a good season. But that explains why we got a lot of commits. We had a, we were a pretty solid team offensively. Live right now with Connor Bone. He, of course, is a uh, commit to go to Gardner-Webb. But, Currently, he is a Wando Warrior baseball uh, young man who is uh, the starting center fielder, quick as all get out. Got a great bat on him, by the way. And uh, talk to us a little bit about that opening tournament, if I'm not mistaken, up there at Welcome. You guys had a battle back. You had to show a lot of uh, character in that game. Talk to us about uh, how much does that game mean more now than it ever did? Because when the game was over, yeah, you know, we understand the victory, the excitement there. But now you get to look back and say, man, that's the, that's a pretty good last memory to make. Uh, with a team when it comes down to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was crazy. That's like the most bond I've ever felt on a on the Wando team, to be honest. But uh, yeah, we just had a really strong connection, all of us, and winning two tournaments like that back to back, it was the the best feeling ever. Best time I've ever had on a baseball team, to be honest. Live with Connor Bone. He is a commit to go to Gardner-Webb. He's hanging out with us for our Senior Spotlight 2020. We bring in all these graduates of the 2020. The senior senior season has been cut a little short, but uh, we're going to try to drag it out here on the uh, Southern Sports Central platform as long as we can. So give me a moment, man, minus that one moment, because I might have stole your, your thunder there, Connor, but give me a time, man. And, again, it can go all the way back to your first days on campus at Wando, all the way to your final days on the campus at Wando, what's something when you close your eyes and you get up there to Gardner-Webb and, 
You say, man, I remember the day when I was there at Wando. What would it first thing come <laughs> uh, that That's got to be sophomore year in the playoffs. I think it was Spring Valley we played. And it was the only home run I hit in all of high school. I thought I was going to hit a few this year. I wasn't really looking forward to that. Mostly focusing on line drives, of course. But, uh, yeah, sophomore year, I didn't think I was strong enough. Like, in middle school, it was the same way. I hit a couple, but I never really thought I was strong enough to do it in high school with the BB cores and everything like that. So, uh, no, I hit one sophomore year in a playoff game. And uh, that, that was probably the best moment at Wando. I mean, I mean, there's so many, it's hard to choose. But, uh, like, pretty much every home game would be it my best memory, but if I had to choose, that one was home too, so that was probably my favorite. Well, i tell you what, man, that's a blessing when you can think of about 30 different moments, and you can say, man, I got to pick one. Oh, man, it's like picking that one out of the lineup, but uh, I would go with you, man. Hey, that's a memory that I would definitely want to take in. Let's talk a little bit about something that was really special, and I understand it's a hard thing to deal with. Uh, the intentions were great, and I love the fact that the athletic department, by the way, I'm really close with a lot of the, the football players over there. They've come on the show with uh, the, the growth that we've had with their school over there. And, of course, happy birthday to the athletic director, by the way, over there uh, with your program as well. What a great thing you guys did. For you guys who may not know their athletic director is uh, dealing with and battling, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with, uh, with cancer. And uh, you guys, the athletic department, if I'm not uh, missing anything here, and a lot of the students lined up and paraded by his house and, and, and gave him a parade of a birthday. And that's a memory that he will remember for the rest of his time uh, ever, I can imagine. That's a pretty special deal. But they also put together uh, lighting up the stadium and calling out your names the other night. I know you guys, it, it was kind of very surreal, right? Tell us about that memory, that moment, and uh, what kind of went through your mind. Because my understanding, word on the streets, you guys, do what you do. You showed up, you had your baseball gear on, you were ready to roll out, but just to be there together, I think that when you look back at it, man, that was, that kind of showed you, man, when the light was on, you guys came home. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, it was weird at first when we all showed up. It was, uh, it was like we didn't want to stand near each other or anything, but by the end of it, we were all, like, close to take, taking pictures in front of the banner. I mean, we, once we saw the field light up, it was like, it was like we were back out there again to play a game. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice. I'm glad Wanda did that, really. Yeah, it's a very touching moment, and a lot of the sports guys covered it. And, and we're very fortunate in Charleston. We've got a lot of really good, uh, very, uh, I, I would say, good uh, men and women here that cover high school sports and college sports here locally. So it's a pleasure to work with so many great individuals that were able to cover that over there on the other side of uh, the river in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. As we're live right now with Wando High School's very own Connor Bone, he's heading to Gardner-Webb. Now, uh, Wando is the largest high school in, in, the, uh, in the state, by the way, for you guys may or may not know. Uh, how hard was it, man, to transition? I mean, I went over there this past year for Somerville. Uh, they hosted the Green Wave in uh, the second game of the year. The field, the baseball fields always look great. The football field looks like a college field, but the campus looks like a college campus, man. How hard was it, man? Is it, is it as big inside and walking around? Uh, did you ever get, have you gotten lost in there yet? Uh, well, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really have it down pat until, like, middle of junior year, maybe maybe the beginning. But uh, it, it, it took a while, especially since the uh, CAS was, like, a new uh, addition they put on it when I was just getting there. It was, like, a whole other building I had to go to junior year, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there was, like, L hallways and J hallways. I'd never heard of these hallways before. I was, like, I was so confused. But uh, it's fun, though. It's not It's not bad at all. You see a new face every day for sure. So uh, I don't yeah. mind it too much. I like being social and uh, communicating with a lot of different people. 
Well, I tell you what, you're going to do great things with the next chapter. I'm going to offer the opportunity for you to say one final thing. And it's like I just mentioned with the young lady that joined the, uh, Kayla Sweeney from Macon, Georgia, over there at Howard High School. Uh, I gave her the chance. And let's just say for all things encountered, as you guys may or may not get a banquet, I would hope that they'll do something. I know the Wando folks well. You'll do something. Trust and believe me. It may not be at the campus, but it will be on uh, a property of some sort. But what would you say to the underclassmen that are going to left behind and your teammates that you're going to graduate with here in 2020? If you were standing at the podium, Connor, give me, give me something to leave with when it comes to who you are and what that meant to you for your time on the campus at Wando High School. I'd say, uh, if anything, like, yeah, this feel, everyone feels like it's a really negative thing, but, uh, they, I mean, this can be very positive. You can work on yourself. I mean, there's there's a lot of time you have to to yourself here. I mean, you can work on personal, physical, whatever you need to do, and uh, it makes you more grateful for the people who are around you. You have to be stuck inside with your family all day, but uh, I mean, you gotta live with them. You gotta create a good bond with them. So, I mean, it, it, you could look at it as a bad thing, but you could always uh have hope for the future too. I mean, just just think of how much better it's gonna feel once you get back on the baseball team and uh, you're playing with your boys again. Like, it's it's just gonna feel a lot better once it all goes back to normal. We need bad well, things like new normal, Connor, more gracious sure. for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the one thing that I heard that, that I think that I, I'm gonna repeat what I heard because I have had the opportunity to speak to some parents uh, off the air. But uh, the one thing you said that you don't know what the good Lord was keeping us from. Don't be afraid to talk about that when you're out and around your friends, around other people. Uh, you know, God knows what he's doing. He pulled us away for a reason, and uh, he put us exactly. in the hall for a reason. And like you said, when we go back to, quote, unquote, the new normal, remember, when you get frustrated up there and you're thinking, man, this is just Gardner-Webb, I'm frustrated, guess what? At the end of the day, remember when you didn't play baseball? Remember that feeling you yeah. felt when they told you the season was over? Because that season, exactly. that conversation, Connor, I hate to tell you, big guy, but that conversation's coming again. Let's just hope it doesn't come sooner than later because you can't play baseball forever. I'm 42 years old, and, man, I wish I could have played baseball forever. And softball ain't the same sport, big guy. So <laughs> enjoy <laughs> it while you can enjoy it. And let me tell you another secret, buddy. I've got a guy up there, Gardner-Webb. Matter of fact, we just had Reginald uh, just join us. He is the uh, football voice of uh, the guys up there. So I've already got you in good hands before you get there. Uh, DJ Hancock's a running back from Somerville. He's up there. We've got a lot of people up there, so you're not alone. As soon as I get an opportunity, you and I are going to connect you to some people so that when you get on campus, you're going to already know people. You're already going to have a circle that if you'd like to be a part of them, they would love to be a part of your circle. So I've already worked on some homework once I heard where you were going, and uh, we're looking forward to watching you explode, big guy. Keep doing it, and uh, we'll get you back in here before you get off to college, man. But God bless. Take care. Hey, congratulations on achieving the biggest thing in your life at this point, and that's graduating high school, man. That's the most important thing of this whole conversation, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Always, you. buddy. God bless. Hey, it's my pleasure. God bless. Take care. We'll see you next time, big guy. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Connor Bone joins. we got to go to a quick break. We're keeping this train moving. We're staying in Mount Pleasant because we're heading now to Oceanside where it's going to be Mr. Cooper Gaskins. And, Eugene, I'm going to let you kind of interview this guy. This is a guy that you know well when he comes back from break. I'll let you – uh take it over once we come back, but I want you to talk to him. I know you are a little bit closer to him, and I'll make throw a question in, but I'm going to let you take the next two interviews. How about that, big guy?
Looking forward to the opportunity, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for both these gentlemen uh, coming up next, and uh, we'll get to them after break and uh, keep this train rolling. There you go, guys. Coming up, our two, our two, all next, right here on Southern Sports Central, guys. And welcome back, everybody. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Guerin's Pharmacy. Guerin's Pharmacy located in downtown Somerville, the oldest pharmacy in town and all around. As you can find them at 140 South Main Street, Somerville, South Carolina. You can follow them on their pharmacy.com page. That's GuerinPharmacy.com. You can give them a shout at 843-873-2531. And it does, of course, have the pharmaceutical needs you need. But I'm going to give them a shout out real quick. The best hot dogs in town. Sound right there. You can get your hot dog, a soda in a glass bottle, the Coca-Cola's, you know, the old school days, and a float. Yeah, an ice cream float. So you can do all of that. And then if for you guys that are a little older, like Eugene and myself in your 40s and 50s and maybe older, you remember going to Grandma's house. They had the little knick-knack cool things. She's got that in there. So go in there, check them out. They're right there in Town Square. It is incredible to just hang out. I'm telling you, it is a lot of fun. And so is the next guest coming in. Is we're going to take the bus. Over to Oceanside, where the land sharks are going to hang out for the next uh, 30 minutes. We'll start off with Cooper Gaskins. Cooper, welcome to Southern Sports Central, brother. You're heading to Limestone. You're going to continue playing baseball, but uh, I appreciate you coming in with us, bud. Yeah, thanks. So I said I was going to bring Eugene in. Come on in, Eugene. This is one of your guys, big guy. Go ahead and take it over, bud. Welcome, Cooper. Welcome to the show, buddy. Um, just wanted hey, what's to up, Eugene? have you introduce yourself to uh, to the listeners here. Tell them a little bit about uh, Cooper and your accomplishments and uh, where you're headed. You know, maybe why you chose uh, Limestone and uh, what you've been doing during the uh, downtime before we get into to some other stuff. Yeah, so uh, I'm Cooper Gaskins. I'm a senior over at Oceanside in Mount Pleasant. Um, I've been going there all four years that it's been a school. Um, honestly, a blessing. I love that school. Um I'm a pitcher, right? Uh, I'm a pitcher and an outfielder, but I'm going to Limestone next year to pitch. And uh, I picked Limestone just because it felt like they really wanted me, and they like, I, I just felt like a really good connection with the coaches. Awesome. Now you were speaking about Oceanside. Talk to us about your favorite memory as a player, as an athlete, or a student athlete. It could be something with the, you know, the teachers or coaches. So talk to us a little bit about Oceanside and your. Uh, fondest memory being a lane shark? Uh, my fondest memory would pro- probably be last year throwing the no-hitter in the um, lower state finals. Um, like Obviously, like that's a cool thing to do, but being able to throw it to my catcher, Gray, who was also an original shark, that was just something special. It was kind of like a full circle thing coming from nobody's freshman year to go in the state championship last year. So I was just definitely something I'll remember for a long time. Yeah, I definitely will remember that as well. Uh, I, I still uh, maintain that picture of you and I holding the ball uh, that's now displayed <laughs> in that beautiful trophy case. Yeah, I lobbied for that ball for uh, for for many days. Um, you know, and and I know you also were interested in punting for a little bit and coming out for football. But you know, with all the baseball commits for the summer, you know, we couldn't make that happen. But you know, just you're such a great guy, man. Such a great athlete. Um, talk to us a little bit about the coaches. You said the coaches made you feel loved and welcomed and, and really wanted at Limestone. So talk to us a little bit about that process. 
Yeah, so uh, I was first introduced to limestone in the summer um, after my junior year. I went to a camp up there, and uh, honestly, I didn't even pitch that good. I actually gave up a home run, and so my self-esteem was not very high at that point, and I honestly just thought about going to, like, USC or Clemson and just not pursuing baseball. Um, But I got a text from their coach a few days later just saying how he saw the potential in me and thought I could be something really special. So that kind of made me feel really loved, you know, because I didn't think I did that good. But they saw something in me that I couldn't even see. So that was an easy decision for me. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, now talk to us about your coaching staff and, and those guys, you know, your teammates and things like that. If there's something that you want to say to them, you know, since uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have, you know, the graduations and proms. And I know prom was this weekend for you guys. Um or, or banquet. So talk to us a little bit about your teammates or share some words of wisdom from uh, Cooper Gaskins to, and, you know, whatever you want to leave, whatever you want your words to be your lasting legacy for, for those guys, either your staff or teammates or, you know, even fellow students at the school. Yeah. Um, well, to my teammates, I just want to say thank you for being the best teammates that y'all could have been. Uh, we were really like a family, honestly, especially those that were here all four years. They really grew to be like my brothers. Um, and for the coaching staff, I just want to thank Coach Stutes for uh, giving me chances to prove what I can do on the mound. Um, I want to thank Coach McCullough as well. He was our hitting coach, and he just kept uh, complimenting me and, like, building my steam up uh, whenever I was in a slump. And he was just really, really instrumental in the player that I am today. And uh, for all the future Sharks, I just want to tell you all to keep working. Um, I know all the off-season workouts – those are tough. Uh, this quarantine sucks and everything, but just keep grinding. You know, the state championship will be worth it. Now, last year you went to the state championship, and I know it didn't come out like we wanted it. And I know you guys had your eyes set on this year's state championship. Um, what have you been doing to, you know, continue to train and keep yourself ready for that whenever that day is, you know, that you're able to go up to limestone? Um, I've just been doing a lot of uh, workouts on my um, own. Um, it's actually helped me a lot to be more accountable, you know, because there's no one pushing me to do it anymore. I just got to be able to do it by myself. So I've been running a lot more than um, I have before. I've been uh, lifting weights a lot more than I have before, um, eating the right diet, stuff like that, been long tossing. So it's it's been really helpful, actually. That's awesome. I'm going to turn you over to Richie. Richie, uh, I think I'd shared some background. He was a pitcher for uh... – South Carolina, he was a Gamecock, uh, also pitched at Sox State in high school. And so uh, I'm going to turn you over to Richie, and uh, you guys can uh, talk about some baseball stuff and, and what else you've got going on and what your future might uh, hold. All right, sounds good. Well, Cooper, first of all, man, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've, uh, I've kept an eye on you, even though, you know, I'm up here in Somerville. You know, your athletic director that just stepped out and has uh, – has taken an opportunity to take his family to his next chapter. As you're taking yours, uh, has, has opened the doors for me. And I know the new athletic director and your new football coach is, is, is going to continue that trend. And then the principal has continued to open their doors for us here at Southern Sports Central. But uh, Coach Greer spoke highly of you. You know, when we mentioned the fact that you were going to join us, uh, he said, man, that kid's a gamer. That's a kid that when you're going down and out and it's the bottom of the inning and you need to get out of it, that's the go-to guy. I say, yeah, but he's got the wrong hand. He says, what? I see the right hander. I'm a left hander. And uh, that being said, you know, you, you, you've played uh, a lot of things. You've done a lot of things in your life. And, and I want to know when it comes down to it, and you kind of put some things into play, 
You know, why baseball? Why, why choose baseball? What is it about this sport? And I can tell you why I chose baseball. Honestly, baseball but I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. Yeah, so it's been huge. Um, my dad played it in high school. My uncles all played it. My brothers played it. And, you know, I just wanted to be like my older brothers, just like a lot of little brothers do. And so baseball, um, that was my first word. Uh, something that's always been around since I was little and something I truly fell in love with. I can't picture not playing it anymore. So um, that was honestly my first love. Well, I tell you what, man, I'm like you. I can tell you my first experience in baseball. And, again, this is this is where I started and here's where I finished. Uh, I was very fortunate to go off and play at the next level and do some things. But my first time hitting a baseball, uh, Cooper, I hit the ball. I was four years old as T-ball. And I hit the ball as hard as I could hit it. And it went over – Third base's head to the left side of the coin is a fair ball. And they yell, go to second base. And as I come out of the batter's box, I went straight across the mound and stood straight on second base. And uh, I learned quickly, that's not how you do it. <laughs> but my, my coach, who was, who was my father at the time, said, man, you got a pretty good stick on you. Now, here's the bad news for you, man. And, and again, Michael Roth is one guy who I'm close to who has proven uh, that this is not always true. But you do realize going to, to, to college to be a pitcher, your chances of hitting now. Have uh, you, you you may have taken your last swing? What's your thoughts of that? I mean, if I've taken my last swing, you know, it's a sad sad uh, thing to think about. But my last at bat, I did get a hit, so at least I ended on a high note. <laughs> and you didn't lose face to second base out of the out of the batter's box, so you're winning all the way around. So that's awesome, man. Look, uh, I want to open the doors uh, first here at Southern Sports Central. Uh, I'd love to have you once you get up there to Limestone. Uh, and by the way, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Eugene jumped back in here, but uh, we actually had one of your uh, soon-to-be teammates, it's just some of them, is going to be joining you up there uh, here in the next couple of months too, right? Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, Capers uh, was on ahead, last week uh, from Somerville. The big guy, Capers, yeah. is working out. He's uh, headed up to Limestone. Coopers and Capers, a first baseman and a pitcher. These guys are uh, going to definitely uh, – that, and that's going to be the cool part, Cooper. When you go to college, man, you know, you're going to be in there and you're going to see guys like him and some other guys. And some you'll come back and, and you'll work out with guys that, you know, before you left, you guys were, were rivals to some degree. I mean, I don't want to use the W word, but maybe a team, somebody over there, that maybe you end up catching up with a Connor Bone and you and him end up playing a game of catch in the past. It wasn't quite going to happen because of that rivalry in high school. But you come back here and you're thinking, man, look, we're both college athletes. Let's work out together. Our goal's the same. Our dreams are the same. And, you know, we're just trying to get better. And uh, you're going to do great things. Uh, what's the plan for you? You're going to go to college and uh, you're, you're going to graduate college. Okay, that, that's the key. You're just going to play baseball while you're there, as Nick Saban says mm-hmm. about football in Alabama. But what do you want to do after college? What, what is your goal at the end of the day when – all said and done, and I get it. Okay, major league. All right, that's that's probably number one, Cooper. I wouldn't. I was disappointed if your name, by the way, is Cooper, like Cooperstown. <laughs> you kind of were yep. designed to play baseball. That that should have been the answer. That being said, <laughs> what are you going to do after college, man? What's the plan? Uh, so dream job, honestly, is working in like the front office of a MLB team. Um, I'm going to be studying sports management, marketing. So just anything in a um, but also, uh, fun fact, I was actually named after Cooperstown just because I uh, <laughs> wanted a little extra luck uh, for his baseball players. 
Look at that. I had no idea that was the case. So baseball minds think alike. Well done, mom and dad. I'm not sure who gets the credit in the house. We can give it to anybody and everybody. But uh, what a uh, what a great young man you are. You've done great. You've represented the land charge in fashion. I expected it. Nothing but, okay, knowing you guys over there and what you guys put together. Uh, when you get the limestone, okay, you and the course capers are going to be my connections in between the lines or on the diamond there. And I expect phone calls in, okay? That's part of it. When you jump on the radio with us, you become one of our athletes. So we don't just leave you. This isn't the end. This is the only beginning. We're going to chase you down. We're going to follow you around. We're going to become a groupie. And we're going to start getting some lines <laughs> over here, right, Eugene? And uh, we're going we're gonna to be there. So we will make a game. Uh, Eugene and I oh, will absolutely. come and watch a game. So we're excited to watch you do great things. And when, let's speak it into existence, when you take over uh, a major league program in the front office, uh, Eugene, I, I'm a large. Go ahead and tell me what size you are because we need some major league gear, right? Cooper knows what size I am. I'm I'm, I'm an adult medium. <laughs> he's a <laughs> medium. He's, he's a he's a schmedium. <laughs> so, hey man, Cooper, God, I, I can't tell you, man. Congratulations, class of 2020, man. Uh, continue doing everything and um, anything we can do for you. Don't hesitate. Reach out. Say hello to us. We'd love to hear back from you. And uh, I'm going to catch up with you here, hopefully, in the next few days. Uh, if I'll be, maybe we have to Zoom each other. But, but either way, I do want to get an opportunity to talk to you off the air, okay? Yes, sir, absolutely. All right, God bless. Take care. Tell your mom and dad, I said thanks for letting you be a part of our show. We'll talk to you soon. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll uh, say goodbye to one land shark. We're waiting on the other land shark. So we're going to keep the bus on campus, and we're going to stay here live on the air as uh, that was Cooper Gaston, and he is named after Cooperstown. I didn't know that. Fun fact there. Check that box. Uh, and he's got to be, right? I mean, there's certain kids like Colt McCoy. You know, Colt McCoy was a quarterback at Texas. We knew he was going to be big. I mean, it sounds like a cowboy to me, even though he wasn't Oklahoma. He was in Texas. But nevertheless, they're just certain names. Here's another big name. Let's head back to Oceanside to the campus. This time we're going to chase around a soccer ball. And he did a little football in his time there with the Land Sharks. He's heading to Johnson and Wells to play soccer. And it is one and only Chris Haynes joins us on the, well, Tent Farm Hotline. Chris, what's up, big guy? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me here. Always a pleasure, man. You uh, you put up with Eugene in time, so I figured we got to give you some type of a treat, man, and get you in here and hang out on the radio <laughs> with us. But, uh, uh, Eugene, I'm going to turn them over to you again because these are one of your guys, and this guy – uh, also, one of your big guys here. Um, first of all, uh, before I turn you over, uh, Chris, I, I want to say congratulations. Um, you know, you, you did some great things on the campus over there with the Land Sharks. Uh, you continue to be the example and uh, the role model as well as an ambassador. Remember that when you leave and go to Johnson and Wells and, and to do some big things. Uh, we expect uh, nothing but from you, okay? And, I, and, and I've had a chance to uh, keep up with your folks. So I know you come from a five star home, so you're going to do five star things. Uh, but all in all, the most proud I am of you is that getting that diploma. Uh, this is, as, an, as, as a young man, right, no longer a child, this is the biggest accomplishment of your life at this point. And, and I want you to embrace it. I want you to take it. And I know that the proms are different and things are just different. It's a new normal. Uh, but I do know this, is that you'll look back, and for all those who are listening, who have come on, who are coming on tonight, and who are listening wherever you are, and you're a senior you will come, there will come a time that you will thank God for the time that you got with your parents in the last couple of months or whoever you live with because those times are not given. And as a college student, man, it's going to be harder to come home. And then as an adult, it's almost impossible sometimes to come back. 
So just embrace these days, even though I know it gets frustrating. Wish like heck as an adult that all you had to do was take out the trash and cut the grass, because I know Eugene and I, we wish every day that's all we had to do was take out trash and cut grass, because, man, I could, I could do it as good as anybody. But I'm real proud of you with that. Chris, I'm going to turn you over to Eugene. Eugene, take it away, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for that introduction and for, for the words of wisdom, uh, Richie. So, Chris, I know uh, this is a senior spotlight. It's a chance for you guys to talk about, you know, your career. And, uh, you know, some, uh, some folks have talked about how, you know, unfortunately it just happened to end. And I know you're a fall athlete as well as a spring athlete. You got to participate in your fall sport and did really well. You know, we won a bunch of awards. You got a – was it a region player of the year for uh, – for special teams, the low country, the uh, post and courier, all, all, all lower state or, or, or low country uh, team. Um, talk to us about soccer. I know that's why you're headed to Johnson of Wales and, you know, you're one of the few athletes to actually get money to play soccer at the next level, which is a big achievement. So talk to us a little bit about that and the uh, decision to go to Johnson of Wales and why you chose that. Well, uh, it's just been a sport I've been playing for about 14 years, and most of my life, it's just a sport I absolutely fell in love with ever since I started playing, and I knew I just that's something I always wanted to have in my life. Uh, the decision to go to Johnson & Wales particularly, it came down to the coach. I just uh, I really felt a good connection with him up there. He, uh, he brought me in almost like a family through that year that we went through the process of me selecting schools. He was there to support me in whatever school I chose. He ended up being more than a coach, he ended up being someone that cared for me no matter what the decision I chose to go with. Uh, the school up in Charlotte is just an amazing campus. It's close to home. It has everything I'd ever need. It has a great program for my major. It was just an easy decision to make. That's great. Now, um, so have you talked to them about when you're heading up? Have they, you know, been in contact with you about that? Or is there still of a wait and see and see how things uh, go with? You know, I know North Carolina is different from South Carolina, and, and maybe they're governed by a different body. But uh, have they been in touch with you and, and what you've been doing to stay in shape? Uh, at first, they put us around early August, but lately they've been changing it up a little bit. I'm hoping for them, hoping for the best-case scenario to be able to get up there as soon as possible. But uh, to stay in shape while this whole quarantine thing's been going on, I've been trying to run about three to four miles every day. I've been eating the right diet. I've been trying to set away uh, time to have separate sessions for myself just to work on foot skills and dribbling and stuff like that. So I've been working to stay in shape in those areas. That's awesome. Now we're going to uh, go back to Oceanside a little bit. Tell us about your uh, fondest memory being a land shark. Oh, for me, it had to be that junior season when the final whistle blew on the state final. Just being able to be part of history for that school, winning the first ever state championship we were ever able to be, uh, participate in, being a brand new school with that probationary period is just a memory I'll never forget. And talk about this year. I know you guys had some high hopes, and you, and you were talking about repeating. Uh, what is this uh, shutdown and the cancellation kind of, uh, you know, instilled in you guys? You know, what what would you like to say to? The, uh, the junior class, sophomores, freshmen, and coaches, and anybody anybody at Oceanside or affiliated with Oceanside or, or just a fan or, or anybody who's looking up to a senior athlete, you know, what would you give them? What, what pieces of advice or, or what lasting words would you leave with them? Really, just out of all this, I've learned to never take anything for granted. You know, if this virus has taught us anything, it's just that nothing is really ever guaranteed. So every time you're given a chance to be able to step out on that field and or play whatever sport you need to play. You need to take advantage and leave it all 
on the field every single time you're able to go onto it. That's awesome, man. You know, I'm really proud of you. And, and I will say too, I know, I know you've said thanks many times for all that you've done. I just want to say thank you to all the listeners that are out there listening. And just want to say thank you to you uh, for two great years of all your sacrifice. I know you've maintained to play soccer during the football season for your club teams. Um, and, you know, that was a good decision that you've made. You know, I've always supported your decisions. But, uh, you know, as you're looking forward to the next step, you know, talk to us about, you know, you mentioned your major. What are you going to study up at Johnson & Wales? And what, what's life after college for Chris? What does that look like? Uh, up in Charlotte, I will be majoring in sports, entertainment, and event management. Uh, really what I'm looking for is just an opportunity to keep soccer in my life as, as much as possible. Um, even when I – grow older and I won't be able to play the sport any longer. I'm just looking for every opportunity I can to be able to keep that in my life, whether it's as a coach or an event planner or a manager or anything along those lines. That's awesome. Now, um, going back to your fall sport, uh, I know people are, are, you're heading there for soccer and you're going up to Johnson Wales and, you know, you have an athletic scholarship, uh, Talk to us about the other stuff. I know you played football. Uh, talk a little bit about that, you know, because it is a senior spotlight in your senior season or your high school career is coming to an end. But, uh, you know, just talk to us about your, your time, not just at soccer, but your time at Oceanside and, you know, what, what Oceanside did for you and what, um, what you're taking from that to the next level. Really, Oceanside just was able to give me an identity um, playing soccer and football there it was just easy to get acclimated with everybody in the school, all of the coaches, all of the teachers, stuff like that, and connections that I'll be able to take with for the rest of my life. Uh, playing football for two years, you know, under under your tutelage was an opportunity that, you know, I'm always be thankful for. It was able to help me in both sports, just have self-confidence, be able to be mentally tough and stuff like that. And that's something that it's rare to come upon. So I'll be able to take that in the future as well. Um, really it was just a fantastic choice being able to go to the school and play those sports and be able to grow as a person. Live right now with Oceanside Zone, he's heading to play soccer at Johnson and Wells, but he played a little football while he was a land shark as well. The very own Chris Haynes joins us over here on the Kent Farm Hotline. Eugene, of course, uh, got a chance to coach him in the Paul, and uh, he gives him a little love there. All right, so I'm going to ask you this question. What's one of the most weirdest, most awkwardest things that you could tell me about Eugene that everybody listening would be like, oh, we always knew it? Oh, where do I begin, man? <laughs> Just being under, being under him for two years, I don't think I can pick a single opportunity where I'm like, man, I can really sum up Eugene in one, se- in one memory. <laughs> oh. You'll never meet somebody oh, like him, man. He's just He's a great person to be in contact with. He is. Uh, we're very blessed to have him in here with us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe you and I have actually crossed paths, if I'm not mistaken, Eugene. Uh, was he on the trip when we all – no, both us, both, a lot of us went to Coastal. Was he part of that trip to Coastal when we were up there that day, Eugene? Oh, yeah. You, you can ask him about that. He was on that trip um, with us. And, uh, he, you know, he, he took re- football recruiting visit and um, – you know, he did receive a football offer as well as the soccer offer. And, you know, after much uh, deliberation, you know, he made the best decision for him. And like I said, you know, I told him every day he was, you know, going through that process, man, no matter what you choose, it's all about you. 
you know, now you're a grown man, you're 18 years old, you're going on to the next level. It's all about what you make of it, not what I make of it or what I want. So I always love this kid, man, and super proud of him. Well, I got to tell you, man, we're really proud of you here at Southern Sports Central. Uh, again, I, I remember the meeting. I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page and uh, that trip up there. And, of course, uh, you know, I got the phone call from the head coach over there. Chad Greer calls me and says, hey, man, you got to quit recruiting my players on recruiting trips. I said, well, I thought that's what we were doing, recruiting. And I didn't understand that y'all were recruiting to go to Coastal. I thought it was me and you and one happy family. But uh, all kidding aside, man, look – Anybody willing to chase a soccer ball for 90 minutes is good to me, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, anything you can do to come back to Southern Sports Central, I'll give you a job when you get out of college, man. You come over here. It's Whatever you're going to do, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and it definitely can add to our life here at Southern Sports Central. So you always have a place to come home to. Uh, I'm offering that. Once you graduate, call me, and uh, we'll put you to work. Now, here's the cool thing. Once you go to college, you come back for the summertime, we'll intern. You come intern with us, man. We'll put you to work. We'll put you around some other athletes. And, We'll put you on a microphone. How's that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I should have done that to your uh, your buddy and your teammate over there, Cooper, as well. Uh, you guys that are trying to get into this field, this is it, man. This is your platform. This is your opportunity. And, uh, I, I, again, congratulations on graduating high school. Uh, I've said this to each and every athlete that's come on here. You're just playing sports while you're there. But to achieve this diploma, man, you've been doing this thing for 12, 13 years, you know, and uh, you've earned it. Right, and I hate it that you're not ending it the way that you want to. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you'll look back at this, and this is going to make you stronger, better, faster. And uh, for you poor kids, man, you came in during 9/11, and you're walking out of here, and this new epidemic. I can only imagine uh, what what you guys could be facing around the corner. But it doesn't matter because you guys are proven to my generation and any other generation. There's nothing that can slow you down. Okay, uh, the uh, the end of the road is is definitely. Uh, in sight. So just keep pushing and uh, anything we can do, let us know. But uh, tell mom and dad, thanks for letting us hang out with you. Congratulations. And uh, if we have to have a social distancing situation, we'll do that. But if you guys are having a gathering, we'd love to come over and uh, shake hands and uh, congratulate you personally. Will do. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, there's another class of 2020 checking in and checking out. He's going to be checking in to Johnson and Wells over there to play some soccer. And, uh, Eugene, I'll bring you back in here with you. Man, I tell you, Oceanside, what a great group of kids. Wando, great kid over there as well. And then starting it off in Georgia as we um, started off in Macon, Georgia, over at Howard High School with Kayla Sweeney. You know, one thing I am learning at doing this thing, though, Eugene, is that, man, there are so many great kids out here, man. I, I get it. You know, I understand it. But uh, these guys are going through so much. And we don't have it about another minute before we go to break because we are going to take the party bus and head over to uh, – Somerville High School, where we're going to check in with Haley Hill. She's a Somerville softball football – excuse me, softball player. I almost said football. She probably can play football, though. Uh, she's going to Newberry to play softball. So she's also going to feather her uh, opportunity and go play what she loves to play at the next level. So uh, great guest list so far, man. It's been, it's been a solid show early. And this is what we had hoped when we started – you and I were talking about this segment was, you know, hopefully we can have this thing grow and have – schools and athletic directors and coaches and family members and people reach out, you know, all over the state, outside of our state. And just, it, we don't care wherever there's an athlete, there's a 2020 athlete that, you know, especially those that, with the spring who had their season cut um, and who aren't going to be able to experience things that, you know, hundreds of classes before them got to experience. And that is a graduation or a prom or things like that. But we wanted to give them this one last chance or, or to give them a platform to, 
to be heard, you know, to, to say their farewells, to offer advice to those behind them, and to just, uh, you know, just have one last chance to speak to the fans, speak to their family, have people and loved ones hear what they have to say. And this has been a great platform, man. These things are rolling along. It's hard to believe we've already gotten through four today, you know, with many more good ones to come. And so looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Haley Hill coming up next. We're going to take the bus to Somerville, South Carolina, over to Somerville High School, to the Diamonds, with the ladies of the softball team. And I get to talk to her about a tournament that I got to be a part of watching them win in the preseason, if I'm not mistaken. Boy, it was one of the coldest softball games I've ever been to. But they hammered competition and earned the respect from Southern Sports Central that night. The very own Haley Hill is going to come up next right here. She's heading to Newberry, but first she's going to join us in Southern Sports Central. Guys, stay tuned. Coming up next. When this whole world starts getting me down And people are just too much for me to face I climb way up to the top of the stairs And all my cares just drift right into Everybody, I'm Rich Young alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. Eugene, it's been a great one, man. We've had a solid hour and a half. we got a whole other hour and a half, and now it's back to the ladies. We started with the ladies, and we had a couple of guys come in, and now we go back to the ladies again. This time we're heading to the diamond, and it's the softball field we'll get to with, uh, well, the young lady, Haley Hill. She's a class of 2020, Somerville High School's very own in Somerville, South Carolina, the Green Wave. Uh, doing, I mean, they were doing it big uh, in preseason. I went to the coldest tournament 
I've ever been to. And I've already said this about the girls in soccer. Uh, but the cold don't start the ladies. It's like the guys, we kind of lock up. But the ladies seem to play a little bit better in the cold. But uh, we were over there in Westcott where they won the uh, the tournament that night and uh, got a chance to beat, if I'm not mistaken, beat Fort Dorchester, beat Hanahan. I mean, you know, who else could you not beat? I mean, everybody seemed to kind of get in that, that path of uh, the Lady Green Waves, and they did a great job of uh, representing uh, everybody over here in Somerville. Real proud of them. So without further ado, uh, during this segment, I am going to give another shout-out uh, to uh, Simmons Barbershop this time, located over there at 139 North Main Street in Somerville, South Carolina. It's one of the oldest barbershops in the state of South Carolina, but it is the barbershop in Somerville, South Carolina. Romy and the guys and girls are closed for now, but hopefully they'll be soon uh, to open. They're going to be busy. It's going to be looking like the weight room. There's going to be people standing everywhere with uh, some friends needed, but if you are that individual, you can reach out to them and kind of maybe call ahead and see what they're open. The number to reach out to Romy and them are 843-873-2861 is the only hot spot I go to for my own haircut. So we're excited about bringing uh, them in here. They've always supported Southern Sports Central. They say it's a 20-minute uh, haircut and a, uh, at least a 45-minute conversation. So give an hour. <laughs> give an hour to get updated and educated. So let's head over now, of course. Without further ado, I am going to bring her in. Haley, uh, are you with us? Live right now with uh, Haley Hill, Somerville's own softball player. She's heading to Newberry. Haley, uh, good afternoon. Welcome to Southern Sports Center. Glad to have you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. So I do know we have a caller hanging out on the 843, so if you'll hang tight, we'll get to you in just a few. Uh, but first, uh, let's let's stick to the the script here with you, Haley. And uh, first of all, I, I've had a chance, and, and while I know a lot of these athletes that have come on, and I've watched a lot of these young guys and girls kind of grow from the little leagues to the big fields here in Somerville and around the towns in the uh, Low Country. You and I, of course, uh, you know, I spend more time at the campus of Somerville because I am the voice of the Green Wave, and I help do a lot of vocal stuff with all the athletic uh, department over there with Coach Rutherford and all of our coaches over there. But uh, I'm so excited, so proud of you, uh, you committing to go to Newberry. I know that was a huge deal for you and uh, giving you the opportunity to continue. But before we talk about Newberry, let's talk about you. Let's talk about the positions that you play, because I believe you play multiple positions. You're quite the hitter. I saw that, by the way, in that tournament that we were at in the coldest night in uh, softball history for me uh, when you guys uh, won the championship game that night. But uh, who is uh, Miss Haley Hill and what positions do you play? Hi, I'm Haley Hill. I'm class of 2020. Um, I'm 18, and I play third base and outfield. Third base and outfield, and wears a visor like a ball. I'm telling you, uh, these girls are the real deal. Uh, and, and I hate to see your season ending uh, and, and some of the things, of course, we were able to uh, know that it was going to be a great, a great, uh, a great year for you ladies. And y'all had a great coaching staff. Tell us, introduce your coaching staff and and I know you had a young lady that came in, and she had played in the college level. She came in to help Coach Tucker, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, just kind of uh, introduce all those uh, ladies that built that, that unity, because you girls started working out early in August. Well, Coach Tucker, she's been here for a while. She's great. And then we lost Coach Killen, and she's also great. And then we, had, we brought in Sarah Wyndham. And she, we started morning workouts in December. And we would go in at 7 a.m., work out for an hour, then go straight to school. So we had no time. So we were all in it. And then our JV 
coaching staff is Coach Ayers and Coach Woods, and they're also great. They like interacting with the kids and letting them learn something new every day. So they're great all around. Now, Coach and Rutherford Coach is listening Lefty. in, by the way. Go ahead. No, go Coach ahead. Rutherford and yeah. Coach Lefty. We call her Coach Lefty, and she played at Somerville, and she's our pitching coach. I tell you what, pitching was a huge deal, and uh, Coach Rutherford said this is the first undefeated softball team in Somerville's history. I don't know if you know that. I get it that season was ending early, but, hey, we're going to catch trophies where we can catch them. So a round of applause for the ladies for that. Uh, you've played at Somerville. You, you've been part of Somerville for quite some time. Give me a memory. Give me a moment. And it could have been that same tournament I'm talking about, Haley. But give me a moment that, that you will always look back. When you get to Newberry, by the way, and there's a lot of Somerville family friends already there waiting on you. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a pipeline for Somerville and a lot of sports. Uh, you're going to keep that tradition going here in the fall. But when you look back at your days at Somerville, which is either the second or third largest high school in the state, what do you think of when you think about being a Green Wave? Well, it's like family to me. It's like a second family. And my most memory is the tournament this past season because we've never won that tournament as I've been there. Like, we never got to that point. We always got knocked out early in this um, season. Live right now, of course, with Haley Hill. She is a Somerville Green Wave. She's on the softball team, plays outfield, plays infield. She's got a heck of a bat on her. She can drive it to the fence and over the fence and trust and believe. They put in the work in the weight room, and it showed during that same tournament and other tournaments here. And she's going to be heading over to Newberry. Uh, you're going to go to Newberry. What's the plan when you get there, though, major-wise? What are you looking to further that education in, and what are you looking most of when you go to campus there and start your new chapter in life? My major is going to be exercise science, and I want to become a physical therapist. So I'm going to have to go there for four years and then go to, like, CSU for two or MUSC for two more years and to get my physical therapy degree and then um, I'm looking forward to just meeting new friends and making that my other home for the next four years. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of family faces and uh, you've got a lot of people that are already there and a few heading that way with you and you're graduating class. Uh, so we go ahead and tell uh, Coach Little you need to make room in about five years. I think she's looking for a job. Coach Rutherford, you're listening, same thing. I know they like to bring you guys and girls back home and that's what makes some of those special. They're very family-friendly environment. I've been part of the family since 2011. So uh, I, I can tell you that it's, uh, it's a great place to call home. Now, that being said, uh, look at some of the other things. How long have you played softball? And, and when did you know this was, this was your goal? This was what you wanted to do? This was something you were going to do and you were going to be able to do whatever it took to get to that college level? I was seven years old when I first started. And I've always known I wanted to go to college to play softball. So when you go into college, you're going to get there. And I play I play at the next level. It's, it's definitely a lot of fun, but you're going to do a lot of running. Are you ready for the, the, the regimen of, of working out? Because we're very fortunate. The Somerville kids have one of the state-of-the-art weight rooms. It is as nice as it can be. They put you in a great environment to get better. The only thing the difference is you, and you've done a great job, of course. Uh, like I said, watching the softball team work as hard as y'all have worked, have you guys and, – and, and I am going to get into this coming up because uh, thanks to TikTok, you guys have made life a lot fun. I, I mean, our soccer team, the girls have done their thing. I watched your video just the other day that I was sent. Um, tell us about the bond, the unit of your teammate. You talked about your coaches, but let's talk about the team and, and how close you ladies really are. 
This season has been really good because we started in December, so we started getting to know each other really well. We're a young group of girls, and just our team chemistry is really good this year. We all, like, there's no clicks. We stay together as a team. We do everything as a team. It's just fun to have them as a second family. Eugene, I'm going to bring Eugene in with me. He's the uh, the other half of the show here, and uh, I know he's uh, a big fan of you as well. He and I were talking about our guest list all weekend long, and, you know, we started talking about you. And, I, fortunately, I know a little bit more about you than some of our other athletes, like he did the Oceanside, young fellas. But uh, when I was telling him all about you and, and all that you were going to bring to the table and how much they're going to miss you and the excitement and the power that you bring to the game. But, Eugene, go ahead and ask her a few questions I know that you've had lined up. Yeah, first of all, I just want to know who can hit harder, you or Richie? <laughs> Definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to us about that. I see some of the pictures. Uh, I've seen some of the pictures of uh, you smacking the crap out of the ball. Uh, you know, what's your uh, what's your average? You know, tell me some stats because I'm not really familiar with your stats, but I've seen a lot of pictures. So, go through some stats with me. Um, I think my batting average this year was a 580, I think, and um, I've hit like seven home runs this season. I'm not sure about my on-base percentage or anything else like that. We haven't really looked at it since the season's ended. That's all. Awesome. Now, now Haley, real quick, Haley. When you talk about seven home runs, I need Eugene to understand, seven home runs, how many games was that? Because that's the most important part of this whole conversation. How many games did y'all play this year? Seven, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. There I figured they'd only been on, on the field for two weeks. So, it also means you're a better hitter than Richie as well. I mean, a 580 <laughs> batting average means you're hitting safely more than half of the time. You know, that's a, that's unheard of. So, that's a that's a heck of an accomplishment. Um so what are your goals uh, for Newberry when you get there, uh, your softball goals? I know you talked about the academic stuff. Talk to us about some of the athletic goals. My athletic goals are to work hard in the weight room and to compete with the other athletes there, not to just earn my spot, to just compete with them to make them better and to get me to be better and try to earn my spot on the field. No matter if I'm playing outfield, wherever they need me, I'll play it. That's awesome. So, and I know you talked about your fondest memory was uh, winning the tournament this year. Uh, what made Somerville Somerville? If this is, you know, your your chance to to talk to you, not only your fellow teammates and coaches, but your fellow classmates. You know, this is your platform since you obviously don't have a a senior night or or a banquet or something like that. So, uh, what would you pass on to those classmates there at Somerville? Uh, what is what are Haley's words of wisdom, um, and what would you like to leave them with? Well, I just want to leave them with the school, the teachers, the everything about Somerville is great, and never let anyone tell you different, and to treat everyone the same, and to if you play sports, never, never let that one game get to you, because you always have another one, and play every game like it's your last, because you never know when it's going to end. Oh, definitely. I can uh, piggyback on that. My daughter uh, was a pitcher and for many, many years. And, uh, you know, what I would tell her after a, a game where, you know, it just didn't seem to go her way or she didn't get calls she thought she should was, you know what, you got another game in, in four days. So you just got to, 
you know, roll the window down, stick your head out, scream it out, whatever you got to do, put your headphones in and just, uh, you know, just it's in the past. You can't, you can't change the stats. You can't change the uh, scoreboard, but uh, you can look forward to the future. So um, now you said you wanted to get into physical therapy. What, uh, what piqued your interest in doing that? Well, I got hurt. Like I hurt my knee a while ago and I had to go to PT and one of my PTs was she played at Somerville softball and she talked to me about it. She talked to me about how, what she does and I really liked it and I, I want to help people get back to where they was when they started when before they got hurt. I tell you what, Haley, we're going to miss you dearly at Somerville. Uh, of course, uh, we'll keep following you because there is a pipeline with a lot of Somervillians up there as the uh, Newberry guys have opened the doors for all of our Somerville kids. But, you know, of course, Banks is up there. There's some McCurries up there. There's always going to be McCurries up there. I think that's just part of the deal. But uh, now there's going to be a hill up there. So we're going to go up there and watch you really explode at the next level, do some great things. I'm proud of you. I want you to know that. I want you to also continue staying in touch with us. Okay, here at Southern Sports Central, we, uh, we hold Banks accountable. Andre, of course, graduated last year. He does a great job, and the McCurries do a great job. They keep it up, and there's a handful of other individuals on campus over there doing some big things, but we're proud of you. We, uh, we can't tell you how much. Well, we, we recognize your, your, your accomplishments on the, the softball field. It's what you've done in the classroom. And I know personally, by the way, the administrators, the teachers speak highly of you. Uh, from what I get to do in the, uh, in the sports world, speaks volumes, and your mom and dad have done a great job with you. I'm proud of you. And uh, just congratulations uh, on becoming the class of 2020. And uh, I know some of us are going to do something special for you. So just hang tight and sit back. And uh, Coach Rutherford, of course, uh, he'll reach out to you guys, and I'm sure he'll tell you something. But uh, final thing, what's been the hardest thing? You're a stay-at-home kid. You know, they always joke around, is, I'd rather just stay home and do it. Do you miss your teachers as much as you thought you would? Yes, sir. I miss them so much. I like this online stuff. I like it because I'm home, but then again, I want to get out the house and I want to go talk to my teachers about help or anything because it's so much harder to do it over a computer. No doubt it sure is. Well, get ready because what you're doing now for you seniors, this is what you're going to do for the next three or four years in college. The difference is your yeah. professors probably aren't going to call you like your teachers do. So, and mom and daddy yeah. can't be there to help you. So, uh, go out, be awesome. We look forward to keeping up, and uh, I'll catch up with you off the air. Haley, but great job representing the Green Wave, representing Coach Tucker and all you ladies uh, over there on the softball field. And uh, congratulations on what it's a very successful short season, but a very successful one that you guys had. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll send her on her way. Haley Hill, graduating class of 2020 and Somerville High School's on in Somerville, South Carolina, representing the Lady Greenway, the Lady G's, if you will, there. And she, of course, uh, seven home runs, Eugene. Did you hear that? Seven home runs uh, that she uh, was able to uh, to put up with seven games. And I think a lot of those actually came in, in, during that tournament. She was just knocking them out of the park. And I was like, my gosh. It was like home run derby, man. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, just when she said seven home runs, I, I, I was already thinking she said this season. So I was already thinking season only lasted about two weeks. So, you know, that's like one every other day. So, you know, that's unheard of at any level to be able to make that type of contact. You know, and that also says not only is she a great hitter, but her teammates must be really, really good because if I were pitching against her, that wouldn't have happened, you know, if I weren't worried about the other the other folks uh, making contact because I would have pitched around her. But, 
you know, either or, you know, she turned, uh, sometimes you get, as you know, as a pitcher, sometimes you get one pitch to look at. And, you know, it sounds like she made the best of it and put it out of the park. The otherwise, you know, she's hitting 580. She's putting them all over the field. So um, what a great story. What a great athlete. You know, I think it sounds like, and what I loved hearing was her inspiration came from an injury. And, you know, this spotlight's right. about a season right. being shut down. And you mentioned some of your injuries early on. You know, sure. her, her inspiration came from a physical therapist who actually had a tie to Somerville. And that motivated her to make this life choice that she wants to now take that to a bigger level and help other people. And, uh, you know, again, that's what this platform's about. And uh, she's a shining example of what we're doing here. She's a great example of Somerville Athletics. She's a great ambassador for her own family. You know, I, I don't know her parents. I'm sure they're great people, obviously. Um, but what a great, great young lady. And we look forward to following her career. I'm sure she'll be up there banging some home runs out for the next four years. Man, every time I turned around, that thing was just scooting out of the park, scooting out of the park. And I said, man, I just might as well go stand back here. Matter of fact, I had Mason, my nine-year-old, was there with me. And uh, we just kind of looked at it and it was like, hold on, this is, this is interesting. Uh, and, again, you mentioned pitching around her. You can't pitch around her when the whole lineup is stacked up. They had one of the fastest kids I've seen run around. I think she was in the eighth grade. This young lady was like, uh, man, she, she was wicked fast. I mean, it was very cold. I, I, I want to keep pushing that because <laughs> it was cold. But it was very good. It was, it was some really good softball. The parents showed up. The green was there. It was very impactful. Uh, and, and, and it was like that for a lot of sports uh, at Somerville that I got a chance to go watch. I did see a couple of other teams play some games before they canceled the season. I got a chance to go watch track and field on a Saturday for the Raising Canes. It's one of their biggest track meets that Coach Bellish and the boys put on uh, with their guys and girls. And uh, we're looking to uh, Tuesday. I think we're going to get Angel Frank. She's a former track star at Somerville. Now she's a current tra- track star at South Carolina. I think she's going to join us on Tuesday. And uh, we're going to also get in here with uh, one of a big-time track star uh, who's at Coastal is Melissa Jefferson. She's from Carter's Bay. She actually runs currently over there at, at Coastal. So we're, we're, we've got these guys and girls coming in, man. And coming up next at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock, it's Devontae Harris all the way from Indian Land High School out of Fort Bill, South Carolina. He runs the 400. He is committed to Coastal Carolina. So he's going to bring his speed at 8 o'clock and then – at 8.30, we're going to stay in the upstate or middle of the state. We'll head over to Irmo, South Carolina. We'll check in with the Dutch Fork stud. He is a quarterback. He is a baseball player. But he's going to head out to Clemson to play for Monty Lee. And Ty Olichuk joins us at 8.30. So Ty's joined us with his pads on. But now, Eugene, Ty's going to come in here with his baseball glove. And that's going to be a good conversation between Devontae and Ty. Yeah, that's, that should be a good one. You know, I've heard about Ty um, for many years, not only as being the quarterback for uh, Dutch Fork and all those state titles, but uh, even some of the baseball players that I've talked to that I know, it's just like, man, you should, this guy throws some gas, man. You know, no no doubt uh, Clemson's getting a great one there. So uh, looking forward to that interview. Um, you know, not sure how much you're going to get into the football side of it, but, uh, you know, really looking oh, forward sure, to it. What a great – what. A, what a great guy, though, and what a list of accomplishments in high school. His resume is ridiculous. You know, people dream of having one one sport, and he's got two sports as well as uh, being a great guy and, and, and going to a great school. And, um, wow, getting to go to Clemson to be a uh, pitcher is just a heck of an accomplishment. You know, that's that 
there are very few people selected for that uh, that job, and you know that, that says a lot about them. Um, I did run into him at the me- sports media day uh, just before the football season, and you know he's just he's just a great guy, and every every reporter there was kind of flocking to him. You know that was on the football side of it, but uh, you know I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, hearing about both sports and and what he's doing in the off well the down season now that there's no baseball and uh, looking you know to hear what he has to say, what sold him on Clemson and things like that. Yeah, I can tell you that he came on the show and the scene, and I've been fortunate enough to, to, to talk to his mom, and, and she's been a big advocate of helping get us on. And Jalen Hyatt and his family, uh, that's the big-time wide receiver that's uh, going to the University of Tennessee. I think he's running track. I know he's playing football there. That was his go-to receiver that actually caught that touchdown pass in the corner. And while we give Jalen the credit for going in the corner, talk about having to throw it to him. And that was that of Mr. Tyler Chuck. And this kid has got one of the best touches on the ball. And he's got a lot of rings to go on them fingers, too. And uh, just a great group. And I don't know what they're feeding them up there at Dutch Fork. I don't know if the water line is just a little different up there at Dutch Fork. But, man, they win about everything they put their hands on up at Dutch Fork. We're excited to have him on. But, again, before we get there, we are going to head to Indian Land Springs uh, here at the uh, top of the uh, 8 o'clock hour. It's going to be hour three where we'll get in here with Devontae Harris. I spoke to this young man. Uh, he is, by the way, top five in 400 uh, in the state of South Carolina. So we're very blessed. And I want to thank the coach over at Coastal Carolina, uh, Eugene, because this guy has really wrapped his arms around our show. I know he's listening, so we hope uh, you're enjoying your day. And, you know, I saw something a little different earlier today because I was sitting here and kind of going through our show and uh, was looking through, of course, the, the draft of everything, which we talked on a little bit yesterday, or excuse me, earlier earlier in the show. And that being said, um, I saw this video of the drone uh, of uh, a classmate of mine, and it highlighted on our on our, on our uh, alumni page, the soccer team. This guy took a drone, and he went over Market Commons, and then he went to uh, Broadway at the beach. Then he flew it over to the Grand Strand and up and down the boulevard, uh, where all the people would be at. And it's very eerie, but for whatever reason, when I was watching it, it was sad. I mean, it actually hit me a little different than all of this has hit me yet at that point. And maybe I'm not sure what it was about that, but I get it, man. This is this is different, and, and it's definitely a different time because this is when Myrtle Beach is thriving right now. There's a lot of local businesses right now that are losing out and may not make it out. I get that there's some packages that are supposed to help them, but I just hope and pray, and I hope everybody joins us here at Southern Sports Central and praying for families. And, and businesses and the local businesses. And when we get out of this thing, when we get out of this clear path, I know we talk about buy local, stay local, but my God, for all given sake, I cannot push enough here at Southern Sports Central to support the local businesses. These are the individuals that are support, supporting our athletes in certain fundraisers and letting them wash your cars and, and buying mattresses. And I'm just thinking of some things locally that I've seen that we do and the candy bars that they buy and the things that they go out and just get a banner in your stadium, go back out, open the doors and shop where they are located. Okay. I know it's easier to go online and I know sometimes it's good to go to the big guy, but if the little guy's got it, go to the little guy. Because without these guys, without the people homegrown in your backyard, Eugene, it's hard for even us to do what we do, but it's extremely hard for our athletic directors to go out and put together such a five-star show day in and day out through over 25 to 30 different sports. Yeah, you know, you're talking about those drone pictures. I see the ones, uh, you know, of downtown. You know, it's like Saturday afternoon at 6 o'clock. 
and it's just empty. You know, that's where, you know, like a, it was a picture down going down Broad Street where all the fine restaurants are and, you know, there's always people out, you know, talking and, and socializing and eating and it's just, it, it's eerie. All these movies that are on Netflix, like uh, these pandemic movies where everyone's locked down and in reality, that's kind of where we are. Um, and, you yeah. know, it's just, gosh, man, it's kind of, it, it's just, it's just a sad feeling, you know, and I feel for those, um, those in the hospitality industry right now, because this is their, the beginning of their peak season and where, you know, a lot of uh, the younger folks and, and, and those who own the restaurants and, and bars and, you know, places like that, that's where they make their money. Um, but, you know, the athletic director is just, gosh, you know, they had this great fall, you know, things are rolling. They had their spring meetings, spring sports start up and then, bam, everything's shut down. Schools are locked. Gyms are locked. You know, weight rooms are locked. Kids are, you know, they're scrambling to make sure their juniors are on track, even though schools are shut down so that they're eligible in the fall. And, you know, I can't imagine, especially at a big school where you have, you know, 2,000, 3,000 athletes. You know, I know Wando and Somerville are the two biggest schools in the state. And those guys, I can't imagine, you know, the day in, day out they have to do now from afar, which is even harder. It's a hard job when you're in the school and could talk to, you know, the, your athletes and coaches. But to do it from afar, I can't imagine, you know, hmm. the, the life that they're living now and the hours they're having to put in. Well, I can speak on behalf of a lot of athletic directors. I've had the blessings to talk to many of those from, you know, the Andrews, uh, Scott Durham, from Brian Rutherford at Somerville, from Coach Steve Pratt over at Fort Dorchester, these guys and so many more. And I, I don't like to mention them because I, I all of a sudden may miss a few along the way. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, these guys and girls have done a great job. Uh, Miss Stephanie up there at Olympic High School in, in Charlotte, North Carolina with her group, they're Zooming their kids, they're talking to their coaches, and that's the big thing. Uh, and talking about the gyms, they are somewhat opened up to a degree. Now, the factory sports and fitness and training studios uh, that is sponsored here, the actual gym is reopened, but it's only by appointment. So you've got to reach out to the staff over there, set yourself up a one-on-one uh, opportunity to get ready, to get back, to get at least back into some new normalcy. And you can do that by reaching out to the guys and girls over there at the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Center at 843-573-7391. That is the number to call. And I do want to thank the guys and girls over there. We're going to be doing a live show there possibly as early as next Sunday. So if you want to stay tuned and uh, we'll, we'll do something from, uh, from that point. I do want to say this about a local business, and they made national news. It was when, uh, if I'm not mistaken, John Simpson uh, was the third player drafted in the fourth round uh, for Fort Dorchester this past uh, draft day. Uh, he, of course, uh, mentioned by a, a restaurant uh, known by, of course, a local place here in, in Charleston. And uh, were you able to see the, the highlight of that, that, that moment? I did. Uh, I saw, saw uh, the little quip on, uh, they posted on um, the uh, Twitter thing. Right. So Hall's Chop House is where he worked at during his time. And uh, I'm going to speak highly about Hall's Chop House because my son Jacob works for one in Somerville. And since they stopped working, still today, Jacob every other week gets a check. I don't know how the guy well, does it. I don't know. But what I do tell you is that I give a lot of kudos because not everybody can say that. And this is a local business owner who he may or may not have helped. I don't know. But what I know is that my son, at the age of 16 years old, is still feeling the love and the appreciation. And he said, Dad, when I go back to work, I'll do whatever he needs me to do. I'll clean the bathrooms. I'll wash his car because I feel like I owe it. <laughs> and I think that's a pretty classy yeah. move, man. 
Well, Billy's a great guy. Um, and actually, when I was sitting, I was I was looking at that picture down Broad Street. I was look kind of looking to the left side of it where uh, Hall's Chop House is. Uh, fun fact about Billy: Billy grew up in uh, Beaufort area and played football. Uh, I did my freshman year at Mississippi State, and Billy was there as well. We were actually uh, in the dorm next to each other, and um, yeah, I know someone who works at the uh, the one in the Upstate for him as well. And um, you know, he gave me a card and was like, "Hey, pass this on to her. If she ever needs anything up in the uh, Upstate, just let me know." I mean, he's such a great guy. As a matter of fact, I sent him a message and said, "The very first place I'm going after the." Uh, shutdown is over as I'm coming to see you, you know, and, uh, you know, we always do the whole hail state from our Mississippi state days, but, uh, you know, he's actually, he, um, was going to walk on as a foot as a fullback up at, uh, over at Mississippi state. So fun fact about Billy Hall, he was actually a football player who went to Mississippi. And who would have thought Mississippi state would have such a great coach that they have now. So man, the entertainment in the state of Mississippi between Ole Miss and state are big. We got to go to break, man. We got to reset the hour. It is a little over the top of the hour coming up next. We head to Indian Land High School, the Fort Mill, South Carolina's own Devontae Harris, top five in the state at running 400s. He's going to run on air with us for the next 15 minutes right out of break, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central in his Spotlight 2020. Coming up, we got another senior. And welcome back, everybody, to In the Books. One more to go. We've got Devontae Harris on the Tent Farm Hotline. Before we get to him, we're going to give you a couple shout-outs real quick here. Again, if you're in the local area of Somerville, that means anywhere in the low country. And I'm thinking if you give them a shout, they'll mail it to you. You can figure it out. That Somerville sign here in Somerville has a little deal going. They've got those little square signs that you can put in your front yard. It's $25 a sign. And the number to reach out to them is 843 779 5853. Again, the number to reach out to Somerville Signs to get your senior recognized and deck out that yard, man. Make it look like Christmas in the front yard. They've earned it. Give it to them. 843-779-5853. Tell them you heard about them right here in Southern Sports Central because they don't know we're doing that. They have no idea we're showing them love. So let's show some love back to the senior class of 2020. Without further ado, I bring in one of the fastest fellas in the state of South Carolina, Devontae Harris from Indian Land High School. What's up, Devontae? Um, not much. How about yourself? Man, if I was any better, brother, I'd be sitting in the Bahamas looking at you running uh, in the Olympics, talking about, man, I remember the day <laughs> in that you were on the show with me, man. What's up, man? How's, uh, how's this core team thing working for a guy like you? You guys are used to running around like crazy, and y'all have been parked for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Well, um, ever since this quarantine um, happened, you know, me and my brothers um, – Usually in the morning, our dad will have us, you know, get this workout in. We will lift weights in the morning, um, just um, just get the foundations and make sure we're uh, set up for um, college at Coastal. But um, so far, we just been um, trying to do the do our best just to just to pass this thing. I tell you what, it's been hard to do, and it's not like passing on the the baton. There, as you guys. Uh run the race here. You know, there's one thing, and, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of different questions. Eugene, you're going to come in, mm-hmm. you're going to ask a bunch of questions, and by the time it's all said and done, you'll be ready to talk to uh, anybody and everybody come media days over there at Coastal. Now, there is a rule of thumb, and I learned that this past year because I got a little bit 
more in depth with our track team at Somerville, and I was able to get in touch with a few other uh, teams around the area because, uh, quite frankly, I, I think what you guys do is, is amazing. You guys practice to run for mm-hmm. fun, and I don't know if I've ever heard fun <laughs> and run in the same sentence, but you guys yeah. try to put it together. That being said, what's the rule of thumb? If that thing hits the ground when you guys are doing the relay, man, I know there's a rule of thumb in every different school, but over there at Indian Land High School, in the transition, if that pipe hits the ground or baton hits the ground, I'm not sure exactly the wording for it, but what, what, is there something that, that you guys have to do, push-ups or anything? Yeah, 25 push-ups. Where did that come from? I mean, that's, that's evidently the rule of thumb nationwide because I know Somerville has the same thing. Well, I mean, when we first when I first started my freshman year, they was always telling me, like, if you drop it, I mean, of course not, not everybody want to do 25 push-ups on the spot. So, I mean, right. in the back of my head, when I be doing a relay, I mean, I try my best to make sure I get that baton in or I, I make sure I receive it as the best clean handoff as possible. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, because if you do something wrong, there's going to be some type of discipline. So, it's better to discipline yourself now than later. So, I mean. You got about it. Life lessons, man. That's a great life mm-hmm. lesson because discipline is what's going to get you through moments like this and anything else. As we're live right now with yes. the class of 2020 over at Indianland High School's own Devontae Harris, top five in the state. He's a 400 mm-hmm. runner. Now, break this whole 400, 800 thing down. Why did you pick 400s, or did it kind of choose well, you? And, and, and describe track in, in, I guess, in a paragraph form or some type of phrase. What is track to you as far as it all goes? Well, to first begin, um, track to me, it's when I first started, I mean, I didn't really have no clue what, what the sport was to me because, I mean, I was so used to always watching Usain Bolt run, but I didn't know, like, the principles of it. So, I mean, I just grew a love and a passion for it because, I mean, even though it's hard, it just taught me, like, self-discipline and to always apply myself to be the best I can be. And, I mean, it's just a sport that I just can't walk away from. I mean, every time every time I'm away from it, I mean, I'm just hungry for action. I'm just hungry for competition. I'm just hungry to go out and just give, give it my best every race I go into. And the 400, well, my freshman year – um. I was running the one and the two hundred, but I mean it wasn't my strong suit. So my coach, um, it was Coach Peterson at the time at Indian Land. He decided that he think I would be um, better doing the four hundred. So I mean he put me in the four hundred at a home meet, and it didn't mean the four hundred at the home meet didn't go out too well for me. I ended up running what uh, a minute and fourteen seconds my first four hundred, and I mean it was I mean it was kind of embarrassing because I mean I got last place pretty bad. And, I mean, I just kind of, after that race, I mean, I, I just developed a passion for it. And it was just like, I can't walk, I mean, what's the point of walking away from it? It's better to face it head on. I mean, the 400, it's a hard race. Don't, it's a really hard race. <laughs> and, I mean, the more the more I run it, the more I grow appreciation for it. So I'm, I'm just happy that I'm able to have the, op- the opportunity to always run the 400, to give it everything I got. Because, I mean, the 400, you got to have heart to run it. It's a crazy I race. think you got to have a lot of heart to run anything in track, quite frankly, because I'm, I'm yeah. you know, and it's funny because when I told Coach Goodman, your, your, your future coach, and I tell him I run four miles a day, he was like, oh, I don't know about that life. I don't, we don't run miles, man. Yeah. We run sprints. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. kind of a misinterpretation, too. A lot of people think because you run track, you know, they kind of get mm-hmm. mixed up with cross country. Now, cross country runs for days. Yeah. You guys just run for minutes, right? And that's kind of your thing? Um. I mean, I practice. I always try to, like, run for seconds in the 400. 
I mean, even we do like what uh, repeat three hundred, two hundreds, or four hundreds, because my dad's the coach at Indian Land. So I mean, his ex- his expectations for us is always on the table, and you already know what you're expected to run in practice and what you're expected to put out in meets. So it's always good to have that. And usually at practice, I mean, I make sure when I leave when I leave practice, I I gave it everything I got. So I know I, I mean I just believe in progression. I mean, not every practice I'm going to be thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to run a 46 next meet. I just believe in progression, step-by-step step, meet my beat. So, I mean, it's um, it's different. We're live right now with Devonta Harris. He is from Indianland High School, 3A school over in Fort Mill, South Carolina, committed to run track at Coastal Carolina for the coach who joined us uh, last week, Coach Goodman, who's connected us to so many. And, by the way, we started the show with – uh, one of your soon-to-be teammates, Kayla Sweeney, uh, she's one of the fastest uh, in uh, the country as well. So you guys got a lot of speed heading to Coastal Carolina to run on the beach. But why Coastal, man? I mean, you being a top-five runner in the state, South Carolina, you had to go by the Gamecocks facility to get to Coastal, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a, a lot of other schools around the country. But why did you pick Coach Goodman and all those coaches over there at Coastal and want to be a shot here for the next three or four years? Man, um they were just so welcoming. Like, it's it's crazy because um, me and our me and my parents reached out to other schools, and some schools reached out to us. And I mean, some schools they're either gonna tell you like, oh yeah, we want you to do this and that, and and it will make you seem like you're just gonna be a number on the team, like you're not gonna be a part of the team. You're just you're just there. And with Coach Gunman and Coach Sandy, they were they were so welcoming. It's it's crazy because I mean, even though you're running for the school. They care. They care about what you're doing outside of track too, and that's the crazy thing about it. Because a lot of coaches I talked to, it was either the whole time they talked, it was either just like just about track. And Coach Gunman, I mean, he is by far one of the coolest. The um, by far the coaches that actually care about their um athletes and how they're gonna make sure they're the best they can be. And Coach Sandy too. I mean, I'm just grateful that they gave me the opportunity to opportunity to be able to run for them it's crazy now see we've I mean, had not one but two of your soon-to-be teammates one of those is Jermaine arnold she was the first guest in our feature 2020 they you guys know her as may may if i'm not mistaken she's a faculty high school mm-hmm. senior and yeah. like i mentioned kayla sweeney who else uh do you guys all stay in touch i mean these girls knew you of course when i had the conversation with them and uh some of the other athletes uh, mm-hmm. already on campus are well aware of who you are coming on campus but do you guys, have y'all spent time during this downtime reaching out to some of your, uh, I guess, soon-to-be teammates as you guys make this transition? Um, Yes, sir. Um, We have a, a group chat for everybody um, for the class of 2020, and we also also have m- m- most of the teammates on um, Instagram or Snapchat. So I reach out to them when I can. All right, Toby, so let's give this, and I'm going to bring Eugene in here in just a minute. I know he's got a few questions as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your school. Tell us a little bit about, you know, when I think of uh, Indian Land High School, you know, what, what's the first thing that needs to come to my mind? And give me a memory. Give me a moment. And I talked to you about this yesterday that you're going to remember when you get to Coastal. And like I told, you know, your, your upcoming and soon teammate, Kayla Sweeney, you're going to have a moment. It's hard to believe you'll be in such a great place like Myrtle Beach and the beach and the sand. But you're going to mm-hmm. have that moment in the dorm room where you're just going to have to close your eyes and you're going to have to go somewhere in your mind and you're going to think, man. I remember that day when I was in Indian Land High School. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I just remember my, my just the home meet from my junior year. 
it was, I mean, I, to me, it was just like redemption because my freshman year when I showed up for a home meet, I did my worst. I mean, people laughed at me. I was embarrassed because, I mean, I was a starter to track. So my junior year, when I went out, I was able to just go out there and show my craft. And that's how, I mean, even 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 just not that, too, to be able to just have good races, races with my brother to show out, like, why me and my brother and another guy named Brian Adams, who goes to Indian Land currently, too, belong here. And it was just memories like those that I'm always going to cherish for the rest of my life because it just developed my passion for running track even more. Every time when I think of track and just running in general, it's that it's that same race, just some races that always just bring me back good memories and always running um, along with them. Let's go and bring in Eugene. Eugene, I want to get you in here with us too, buddy. I know uh, you've got a handful of questions for Devontae as he's heading up to the Grand Strand and finishing up that senior awkward season, but nevertheless, the future mm-hmm. is ahead of him and it looks bright, buddy. Mm-hmm. Thank hey, you. it's Coach Eugene here. Um, so you, you chose Coastal. Uh, one of the questions we uh, ask athletes is, uh, have you made up your mind? What are you planning to study at Coastal? And uh, what, what are the next four years? What do you hope to accomplish? And, you know, if you have an idea, what would you like to accomplish afterwards? Um. So, at Coastal, I'm going to be majoring in computer science. So um, my mom my mom does IT, and she works at Bank of America, and it was always a passion of mine to work with computers and just to be able to understand them and stuff like that. So I, um, for the next four years in college, I hope to get a better understanding of computers, IT. So after, um, after college and track like that, I can be able to, you know, go to, to the IT fields like that. Like many track athletes, do you have Olympic dreams? Are you uh, interested in pursuing that, or uh, oh, you know, yes, is it kind yeah. of uh, you're just going to compete and see what happens at the NCAA level? Um, yeah, Olympic going to the Olympics is high on my list. Um, so um, for NCAA, I'm just going to like show where I'm at. I mean, for for collegiate level, I definitely want a 44. That's that's on the, that's on the table. That's that's what I'm working for. So going to the Olympics, that's that's always been a dream of mine. So I'm looking forward to try to achieve that. But I'm just gonna give it my all to be the best I can be. So you talked about this goal of hitting a 44, and that's a pretty good, that's a pretty lofty accomplishment. Um, so what have you guys, what have you talked to with Coach Goodman and in, uh, in training and training now to get ready for that? And uh, how do you think uh, Coach Goodman and uh, um, and the coaches up at Coastal can help you achieve your goal? Well, our talks with Coach Goodman, um, he's, like, basically he's going to train me for to be better than, like, my strengths and weaknesses. He's going to work with my weaknesses so I can – my weakness in the 400 is my finish on the last 100. So that's what's been killing my time every time I run it because I go out as fast as I can for the first 200. And so I hit that 300 mark, that's when my body starts shutting down. So with Coach Goodman, he's basically going to work with me on my strength and make sure – that my weaknesses be, becomes my strengths and like that. So, I mean, what, even talking to Coach Gunman, I mean, he was so, like, involved and he was so invested to make sure that I'm going to be the best I can be once I hit that track for Coastal. Live right now with the track star in the state of South Carolina. He's the top five of the state 
when it comes to speed at the 400s, and I'm betting he can kill it at the 8s, the 2s, the 1s. It doesn't matter if there's speed involved. You're going to think of Devontae Harrison. Man, when you make it to the Olympics, uh, Eugene and I would be love, we would love the opportunity to come and support you wherever country it's going to be in in the year that you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are, by the way, we've already told May May. Of course, that's uh, Mr. Jamesha Arnold who joined us last week and the other soon-to-be teammate, Kayla Sweeney. We're, we're going to be your biggest fans. We're going to be up there at Coastal. Uh, coming up this year in 2020, man. So we've already loaded up the truck. We're ready. Eugene and I are going to uh, definitely be there to, to root you guys on. As, uh, we are so proud of you guys. Uh, we're proud of you. And individually, I just want you to know why I understand it's important. Uh, the sports, is it's a big deal. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure there's been moments that you've gone in that room and you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm done. You know, my senior season yeah. really never started. Right. I mean, and it's going to be harder days some days than others, but I want you to know that you've got my personal cell phone number because I reached out to you individually and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get you Eugene. But at any point you call us, man, you guys need us. We're here for you. And uh, when you join our, the, the, the studio, when you get on the hotline with us, you become a Southern Sports Central athlete, a Southern Sports Central student and a part of our family. So uh, that never goes away. Whether you play today and don't play tomorrow, once a, you know, once a, a Southern Sports Central guy, always. So uh, we're proud of you for your accomplishments on the track, but we're really proud of you, you for becoming a class of 2020. This is the biggest accomplishment in your young adult life that you're going to be able to say you made it, you've earned it, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to watch you explode at your next level, buddy. But thanks for the time, and God bless you and your family. Thank you. you y'all have a blessed day. You got it, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, I can tell you, he's he's a first-class dude. And, Coach, you have uh, – we've seen a lot of great – and like you said this earlier, Eugene, um, you know, this is exactly what we wanted when we when we brought this format together. We've seen it. I mean, we've been in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, we've got some individuals coming in from uh, uh, Charlotte next week. We've got some individuals from Dallas, Texas have already emailed me, and they're coming in next week. So – you know, we also are going to still stay local. We got a couple of soccer ladies uh, from Somerville. They're going to check in on Tuesday. So, you know, I made this conversation on social media, but usually this was a feature we wanted to kind of highlight on Sunday night. But because of the high volume of requests, we're going to open this thing up Tuesday and Thursday, man. I think it's a great idea. Well, I totally agree with you. Now that, uh, you know, the the word's getting around and, and some athletes are – reaching out and some parents are reaching out, coaches are reaching out, you know, uh, schools, you know, being on the principal side and the athletic directors, you know, if these, these uh, athletes want to come in or if somebody wants to recommend someone or refer someone, this is their platform. This is their words of wisdom. This is their banquet night to stand on the platform or stand at the podium and let their voice be heard. Let them give thanks. Let them talk about their experiences and what their school meant to them, you know, their dreams what they have going for them, you know, those that have offers. You don't have to have an offer. You don't have to be signed with the college to come on. Some of these athletes have, but you don't have to have that. And I just want to make sure that uh, athletic directors and coaches know that. This isn't about, you know, just the next level. This is about Spotlight 2020. This is about these spring athletes, especially who, you know, lost their season, who don't have a chance to have that senior night, you know, where they walk off with their parents in front of the crowd and wave their goodbyes. This is their opportunity to say what they were going to say or would like to form as theirs. You know, we give them a chance to speak and, and ask some questions, and, you know, hopefully they can pass on some words of wisdom and give thanks for all those coaches and parents and fans and, you know, the the school and, and talk about what everything has meant to them. 
Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to continue to grow. And, and Eugene, kind of piggyback off what you just mentioned, you're right. So athletic directors, they don't have to continue to play sports after this right here. This could be it. This could have been their final walk, their final talk, their final deal. But we want them to have an opportunity to be talked about and to have a voice. So many times we've heard, you know, certain things about them. We've read about them. We've watched them. But this this moment right here is going to give them a voice. And let's give another guy a voice. I'm going to bring him in here with us, Eugene. And uh, that's Coach Goodman. He is the uh, one of many track star coaches over there at Coastal. And, Coach, man, I don't know, could you pick any better? I mean, these athletes that you're sending me are, man, they're awesome. On and off the air, on and off the track, you guys went out there and got the best of the best, man. Yeah, that's some great kids. I mean, we got, I think, 25 kids coming in this year, and I'm telling you, they're all great kids. We've got people coming from – California, North Carolina, South Carolina, all over the country, and some internationals too. So I'm really excited about the group coming together. Yeah, I tell you, you did a great job connecting these guys and girls. They called me up, and we started having this conversation, and it's been quite the uh, enjoyment. We're live right now with Coastal Carolina assistant Brent Hurdles, 800-meter coach, the one and only Coach Goodman, who uh, has helped us get his athletes, his soon uh, to be on-campus athletes. Uh, I thought Kayla did a great job, too, Coach. Uh, she's one of the top 20 fastest runners in the country. I didn't say the state of Georgia over there at Macon. I'm talking about the country. And then you get me, uh, Mr. Devontae Harris. He's in the top five, and it was uh, – we know her as Maymay. The rest of uh, – I guess some of the world would know her as Jermaisha Arnold. She joined us last week. And then uh, later we're going to actually uh, jump in with uh, – I think this young lady's on the uh, on the campus. Well, not now, but started running for you guys. Is Melissa Jefferson? Is she – is Melissa already on campus as a freshman? Is that right? Yeah, Melissa's a freshman. She's uh, from Carver's Bay. Um, I think it's about 45 minutes away from campus. She's, she's a special talent. Um, she's going to do some real big things. She did she did really well indoors. She was freshman of the year, newcomer of the year, and some about so. She she made a real big splash on the scene the first year. I tell you what, I wanted to bring you in because I knew you were listening and kind of uh, talk to some of these athletes because everybody at this point that we've had come on the show tonight, everybody's committed to play the sport they're playing at the next level. So here they are, high school students, and here you are, a college coach, and you followed it, started with Jamesha, and now all of a sudden you're able to listen to Kayla and now Devontae, but – how much has social media kept you involved in just kind of proof in the pudding that you are following your athletes after you recruit them from day one? Oh, definitely. I think it's a big thing to stay connected with them, you know, try and keep them part of the process, even though they're not directly on campus now. It's not a thing where we just sign them and forget about them and say, oh, they'll be here next year because that's not what we sold them. You know, we sold them that we're trying to create a family and, families don't you know just leave each other to the side and throw them to the side to sign the paperwork we're live right now with one of the track coaches over there at coastal carolina coach goodman who has helped us uh, rally up the recruits at coastal carolina uh eugene i'm going to turn it to you in just a minute because i know you've got a few things before we turn them uh back to the beach but uh any news coach uh, have you guys heard anything about when kids i know there's been some universities that have said we're definitely going to be ready to go back in the fall, but with some new stuff coming out, we've kind of prolonged us opening these gates a little bit. But any word out of the uh, athletic department over there with the Shawna Clears and how you guys are going to attack this going into the uh, rest of the spring and summer? I haven't really heard anything. Everything's kind of just 
waiting for state legislation and stuff like that. So I've got my fingers crossed big time. And I know a lot of coaches across the country are in the same boat. We're just kind of waiting and trying to make sure everything's safe and ready for the kids to come back. Hey, Coach Goodman, it's Coach Bitten here. I know when we, we had you on before, you talked about some of the, you know, uh, commitments you had made to uh, recruiting and some of the athletes, you know, talking about how you wanted to get them, prepare them for the next level, whether it be on track or on the classroom or, or life beyond Coastal. Um, we've had several of your incoming athletes on the program, and uh, they've talked about the school. Um, for any potential recruit, since we've had so many track athletes, maybe they have teammates or other uh, you know, younger or, or class of uh, 2024 or 2022, something like that. Um, what would you say to them as for uh, reaching out to you, to Coach Goodman, and what would you say about Coastal as the program and why they would be interested in choosing you and your program? I think just across the board, not just track at Coastal, all the sports, the coaches, they go the extra mile. They care a lot about the athletes. They care about, you know, how they're going to do. I mean, when I first got to the school, everyone was super welcoming across the athletic staff. So that's just the thing that you're going to get throughout all the teams and the the 2021 20, kids, the 2022 kids. You know, I've I've got my eye on them already, and I'm just keep waiting until I'm allowed to reach out to them and get them on campus so they can see the spot. But I mean, persistence is key as a recruit. Is you know, reach out to the coaches and. All coaches in the athletic department get hundreds of emails and a lot of us are busy, but eventually we do get back to them and it's just about being persistent and don't like lose faith. You know, sometimes everyone's got their standards. Um, track is very simple. You need to hit certain times and then you can compete at the Sunbelt level and the Division One level. But, you know, if you reach out to us and you're not at those standards, we'll give you advice of what you need to do, you know, what times you need to hit. A lot of it is I, I try and put across the athletes is your grades because it doesn't matter how fast you are if you don't have the grades or it doesn't matter how good you are at football, baseball. If you don't have the grades, you're not going to get into school. So the one thing I really want is, you know, the high school coaches to hold the kids accountable so they're ready to come to college. Live right now with the one and only track coach. Uh, I tell you, he's done a phenomenal job, been one of our best recruiters in Southern Sports Central. We're going to have to get you a shirt and a hat and uh, something, Coach, because I tell you what, Coach Goodman, you've sent some of the five-star athletes from your campus now to our uh, studios, and we can't tell you enough how much it means to us and how much we appreciate all that you do on and off the campus, in and out of the community, and being a uh, an Horry County guy myself, born and raised up there in Myrtle Beach, I appreciate what you're doing in my community since I'm not up there to do it. But uh, at any point, at any time, this is your platform. Keep sending them, Coach. I don't care who they are, what they do. If they're on the campus at Coastal, I know they're good. Well, there. I'll keep sending them your way. All right, guys. Hey, enjoy, Coach. Stay safe. We'll talk to you here right after the show. I'm going right. to reach out. Take care. Bye. All right. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Coach Goodman checks in. It's time to go to a very quick break because we're heading – to Dutch Fork, where they build champions day in and day out. And who better else to get than a quarterback and a baseball player in one? Ty Olinchuk going to check in with us for the second time as uh, he's going to join us here on our Spotlight 2020. We recognize the senior class, and why not go to the man who's done a ton on campus right over there at Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina. We'll be right back, guys.
here it is, the groove slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm, just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control, it's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the move romance, give me a soft subtle mix, and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime But back then I didn't really know what it was But now I see what happened is The way that people respond to summer madness The weather is hot and girls are dressing less And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes she turn around to see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with a pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime. Welcome, everybody. Southern Sports Central making our final stop on the tour today. We go to Irmo, South Carolina to the, well, without doubt, it is the Kent Farm Hotline. So this segment brought to you by, again, our friends over at Summerville Signs for all of your senior moments. If you want to make a sign and keep a memory in the front yard, reach out to our guys and our friends over there at Summerville Signs. $25 fee. They can make you these nice little square signs. You can put them all over the yard and definitely highlight that senior in the house. And the number to reach out is 843 843- Seven seven nine five eight five three. Make sure you tell them that you heard about them tonight on Southern Sports Central. That being said, we take the bus, we park it over there at Dutch Fork, where they built a whole new building just to continue to put trophies in, because that's what they do with Dutch Fork, man. These guys are wicked good, and without Ty Olenchuk, I don't know if they win that last championship between him and that wide receiver. It was that one-two punch, and now he's a baseball player who's heading to Clemson. It looks like a little earlier than we thought, but Ty, thanks for coming back in. This time you're bringing your baseball gloves, buddy. <laughs> thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, man. So we're going to talk baseball in just a minute, man. Let's talk football. You and I got a chance. We talked at your, uh, you know, at the state championship game where you guys, uh, you know, were able to win, which actually it was a great ball game, man. It was, uh, you know, it was one of the earlier games, right? Uh, you guys were doing it big and, and had a good battle on your hands. That's what you would want in a championship game there in Columbia. Talk a little bit about that, and then, of course, that great fade pass, man. We've seen it oh so much if you're a Gamecock fan with the Sidney Rices and, and Alshon Jeffries in the back corner. Of course, you did it there with Jalen Hyatt for the, uh, for the big touchdown. But uh, talk to us a little bit about it, man. Is it, is it surreal that you've got as many rings on your fingers and to win so many consecutive state championships at 5A? 
Um, talking about the game first, um, I've been to a lot of state championships, and all of them I feel pretty good about, pretty chill. But something about that game was was off. You know, I was nervous. I was kicking myself over some bad throws. But something about that game was just different. And um, well, talking about my football career, what a, what a better way to go out than throwing to Jalen Hyde in the back of the end zone to cap it off. But, I mean, there's not much better way I could go out with that. With football, is amazing experience. It's everything I could have gotten out of it. Uh, the bonds, the, the strength and everything, the confidence, everything I got out of that was just amazing. But I'm um, going to miss it and going to have to say goodbye. But that's just I, out of words for that career. Yeah, it's a great way to end it there. Coach Knott's uh, your football coach, and we're going to turn to baseball right after this. But Coach Knott gave you guys, I thought, one of the best pregame speeches I've heard, you know, in a lot of different locker rooms. And, and Coach Knott has been really good at Southern Sports Central and, and to myself welcoming me around the, the, the facilities and, and even that day where he told you guys that this right now is the most important game, this is the most important thing in your life, and after this game you'll reevaluate everything. Tell me how much of an impact him as a person, because everybody gets it. He's not the easiest guy, right? He's not going to always love on you the way you want him to love on you, but whatever yeah. he's doing, he's doing it the right way. Tell us about that speech and, and, and kind of tell us a little bit about who is Coach Knox to a guy that's played for him and done as well as he's done as, as you have. Coach Knox is somebody who kind of comes off as a, a hard guy looking at from the outside, but as, a, as playing for him and being somebody that he's taken, I guess, personal care into and personal – his time to make me a better player. It's being coached by him is 10 times is everything you've heard about coach Knox. It's he changes you as a person. He changes you athletically, athletically he changes you with your whole mindset on life and about football. But playing for him is a huge honor. If I was somebody in Florida, I'd transfer to Dutch work and play for Knotts. But um, he's a hard guy, but his stuff works. Like it's just what he does and how he, cares about you as an eighth grader a seventh grader in middle school is just different around but um for a lot of those seniors uh, we've been around for a while that speech really hit us and it, we had to really evaluate like you said at the end of the game that it's over man this is your last chance as a senior and every speech was good from his but that just it gave everybody chills i mean you got to go play out your last senior game like you want to i don't know he's just he's incredible with what he does and his words and he just knows what to say I'll tell you what, you guys, uh, we'll, we'll switch it now to the baseball fields, but it doesn't matter whether it's basketball, badminton, or baseball. You guys kind of set the trend in the low country and around the state of South Carolina, brother. Uh, in the low country, man, you guys are kind of like the low country killers, uh, you know, and I, I know I'm probably not going to make a lot of friends here uh, when I say that, but it is what it is, man. I mean, I watched you guys put on a performance against Somerville two years ago. I watched you put on another one against uh, Fort Winchester this past year, and it's not to deny either one of those two programs. They're really good, but you guys are just really, really good, and, and you guys put together the numbers. Uh, and you did come on the show right after the state championship game, which I always appreciate your, your mom helping us get you in, and you always being a five-star dude on the air with us, man, and I'm a huge fan of yours. But that being said, now we talk baseball. and We talked about, you know, if you had known how good you would have been in, in, in football, you might have done it differently, but God's plan is is bigger, you know, than, than ours, and he knew what was doing, and now you're going to head to Clemson. But before you go to Clemson this time next year and play for Monty Lee, who's an incredible coach and an incredible man, I actually had the chance to play with him in the summer league here in Charleston in a co-allegiant league here uh, way back when, way back when. And um, But you, are, you had visions of probably having a pretty stellar year, one more year in baseball, but it got cut short. Tell us a little bit about 
how did it start? And, of course, some of your fondest memories of playing baseball at, at uh, Dutch Fork. Um, yeah, it's definitely tough. It's tough to, especially for, to play for the guys that don't get to go to college and for the guys that it's their last show in sports, basically there's no sports after spring sports, but, um, it, to start, we were all, you know, last year, let's get it. But, um, it's not easy saying goodbye to your high school career and looking back at all four years of playing with the guys, growing up with the guys and just saying goodbye so suddenly, and it's really not fair to anybody, but, um, that being said, you got to move on. You can't keep looking at stuff and reminiscing on what you had, what you could have had. College is coming up faster than you know it. You got to you got to look ahead and work ahead for what's coming. Live right now, Kyle Chuck, class of 2020. The kid is uh, doesn't matter what he touches; it seems to work for him, and he's going to be playing baseball at the next level for Division One ACC powerhouse, the Clemson Tigers, and Monty Lee this time next year. Uh, tell us, man, uh, what is the vision for you going into Clemson? What's your major going to be? What are you looking forward to the most when you switch gears and, and, and for the first time in a long time put on a different uniform? Um, it's it's going to be weird. Um, I'm nothing living by myself, no parents to make me food, no parents to give me money to go out. <laughs> um, it, it's not the same, but um, college, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to living by myself, actually. I just said that, kind of hypocritical, but I'm looking forward to, you know, starting my life. I feel like it's a start of my life and winning a starting position as a pitcher early, establish myself, work as hard as I can work every single day, day in and day out. Don't get carried away with all that bad stuff in college, you know, keep my head on, on the swivel. But I'm going to have so much fun. It's going to be so much fun up there in Clemson. I can't even imagine. Oh, man, it's going to be great. They're going to do great things there. Ty Chuck joins us now all the way from Irma, South Carolina, the one and only Dutch Work High School where, uh, boy, I tell you what, Title Town has kind of been their new nickname. There's baseball, softball, basketball, badminton. You know, if they do it, they seem to do it well. Now, give me a memory, man. Let's let's take the base underwater basket weaving. I don't know if you guys do that, but I'm sure you guys got a trophy in that category too, bro. Um, give me a memory, uh, baseball memory. We did football. Give me a memory in baseball when you when you think about your days of of playing up there and tell us a little bit about your coach, if you don't mind, uh, that you spent some time with uh, to always remember when it goes back to the days at playing baseball at Dutch Fork. Uh, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to put together with knots and weights, but, um, uh, weights was a, was a creative guy. Um, he coached a lot different than knots, but hmm, my favorite memory, it's gotta be that, that state or at Somerville. Uh, this is a weird one, but I'll just go ahead. At Somerville, when Cole Messina <laughs> comes up, was it? Were you there? Yeah, I was there. Go ahead. I want you to tell us that. All right. Yeah. When Cole Messina was up to bat with two, one out, maybe two outs, bases juiced or three runners on. Last out, Cole Messina's up. We're like, all right, he's going to get out. Andrew, come on, come on, come on. And dude hits a jet, total 500-foot bomb <laughs> to tie the game up. And I can remember chasing the ball. I'm thinking I got it. I mean, I'm thinking it's not even out. And I go to the fence and just watch that thing sail over those trees in Somerville. And that feeling of me sinking on the fence and kind of, I don't know, I was kind of <laughs> laughing, which is bad, but I'm just sunk on the fence. just like, what in the world just happened? I'll never forget that. That was, that was awesome for Cole. We've been friends, Kane's friends, but um, that was just, that was a memory I'll never forget. Well, it looks like you guys are going to get to see each other quite a bit here. Uh, if he's going to be a Gamecock in a couple of years, he'll be a Tiger. So that's one of many times that you guys will get a chance to uh, watch each other ball out. And he's, He's a stud. You know, we're fortunate to have him on the show as well. But uh, featuring the seniors, we've got to kind of 
let him hang tight a bit. But Eugene, I want to bring our, our, my my co-host in here with me. Eugene, I know you had a few uh, questions for Ty as well, but Exactly. So, you know, I've talked to some of the guys that play baseball here at Oceanside, some of uh, the, you know, the kids that I've had the ability to be around and coach in other sports, you know, they've always said, you know, great things about you. You know, some of them are very great hitters. And they're like, this guy's going to Clemson, man, for a pitcher. We were at the, uh, uh, the HSSR, you know, the, uh, the media days right before the start of football season up at Carolina in the uh, indoor and, uh, they were just pointing out saying this guy's going to Clemson to pitch, you know, and I was sitting there thinking this is a three-time state champ in football and, you know, starting quarterback. And uh, I know Richie brought that up a little bit earlier, but uh, tell us why you chose baseball and chose Clemson. Um, I chose them very early freshman year, summer after freshman year, I chose Clemson because of Monty and I believe in everything he told me and I truly love the place, but, Taking it back, I'd still go to Clemson. I'd still play baseball at Clemson, or I'd still go to Clemson. But I wish back when, like Rich said, that I could I could know that I was the football going to be the football guy I was, and just open my options. Maybe a little bit, see what happens. Maybe get some football offers, have some fun with that, some football visits. But in my heart, Clemson, there's nothing better than that. Playing for Monty Lee. Awesome. Now, um. When you was talking about your uh, favorite memory and things like that, you know, that was sports-related, uh, talk to us uh, a little bit about Dutch Fork and your time there. I know it's been a very successful on, on the athletic field. Uh, to get into Clemson, uh, I'm sure you're a very good student as well. Um, what are some words of advice, or, or what would you leave to your fellow classmates, this being, you know, your platform since you don't have a, a quote-unquote senior night for baseball or maybe a banquet or something like that? So, if you could say something to your teammates or classmates and the school or coaches, well, what what are your words? What are the words of Tyler that you would leave for those uh, those still at Dutch Fort? If I could leave something to the young, it'd be that stick to it. Uh, whatever you want to play, whatever sport you want to get into at Dutch Fort, get into it. Get working out. There's a great workout with Coach D. There's anything you want there. Stick with what you want to do, what sport you want to do. Because I was thinking about quitting early football, but look what happened. I stuck with it. There's so much access to success at that school, in that weight room, in the coaches, in every single sport, that if you stick with something and truly commit yourself to what sport you want to do and what college you want to go to, it's possible with the connections and with the ability of these coaches and what uh, work, workout trainers that it's just unbelievable. It's different than any other place. There's no high school that will – get you the exposure and the, the technique and the everything you need to go to college. And you mentioned that. You mentioned about, you know, if you were giving advice to anyone, no matter what school you're from, if you had the outcome to Dutch Fork, you would tell them to do that. Um, you alluded to the weight room, and I have heard about this weight room from many, many other coaches and, and people in, in the, the football world. Uh, you also mentioned the uh, involvement with the lower schools, the middle school program. Talk to us about this regiment. Uh, you came up in the program. You know, talk to us about this weight room and the uh, the work and, and how the coaches reach out to the younger kids and pull them in and, and what that's like. Sometimes coaches even focus on the younger kids more than the older kids because younger kids, they say it's where it's at, where the money's at. And coming up, I was <laughs> even in seventh grade, I'm, you're focused on by knots. Knots is in your workout in your face as a seventh grader. You don't even know who this guy is. And, you know, he was like that with me. Um, I was playing linebacker in middle school, uh, coming to workouts after school, and the coaches were on me. They were on me, on me, on me. Everybody that was with this senior class as seventh graders, they're on you. 
And I don't know any other area that will get on young guys as head coaches of the high school team. But you get bigger as the, from the day you step into seventh grade. And you keep getting bigger, better, keep getting bigger, better. And if you commit yourself, it's a process that will really benefit you. And I, I stuck with it. And weight room, technique, colleges, they just, or coaches, they just really got me good. Take us back to the state title game, football. Was there a moment? I know you said you had some butterflies in this game, and, you know, having been there before, it was a little different. Was there a moment you thought it might end here? Was there a moment during that game where you thought there's a chance this thing might be slipping away from you? More than once. I'll tell you that, more than once. That game was up and down. Um, we had one last drive, gave it up. I, I messed up. But there was more than one time I thought in that game, oh, gosh, what a way to go out here. Well, that, that's a good that's a good lead-in for my last question. Um, you know, you talk about adversity and, and and fighting through things. What was your hardest moment as a Dutch sport athlete? What was your hardest moment? Hmm. Hardest moment. It was it was definitely in that state game, and we were down by seven, I think, backed up on the one yard line, and it was third down. And I had to make a big pass to Jalen to get out the end zone and get a first down. If we don't make that play, I don't think we even get close to touching them. But that was the moment that I was like, wow, that's – I can't forget that one. Live right now with the uh, big man on deal, of course, uh, on campus. Ty Olachuk joining us all the way from Irmo, South Carolina. Dutch Fork High School is currently where he's at, but he will be going to Clemson to Clemson, South Carolina, to the University of Clemson to play for Monty Lee. And, uh, Eugene, great questions, man. I tell you, you know, Ty, just, just want to say this on behalf of all of us. Um, we are so proud of you, man. And, and to be able to be at that game and watch you guys, that's where the character's involved at. You know, you, it, it's easy when you're winning, right? I mean, you guys are beating teams by 60 points and you're, you're zipping them. You're doing all that you can do. But when you had your backs against the wall, the character of not just, you know, you and, and of course, your uh, your wide receiver, you know, I've had your running back on the show. I've had some of your DBs come on the show. It was you guys as a unit, which is what football is all about, which is what sports is all about, the team effort, and uh, you, you guys kind of went into it. Let me ask you about this one coach, uh, that, that, that Coach Mont, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is he one of your, I believe, strength and conditioning coaches as well? You said Coach Mont? Yes, sir. Is it Montgomery? Montgomery mm. – not really a strength coach. It's more a like Coach D. Okay. Tell us about Coach D. Wow. Um, there's humor. There's there's a bit of Coach Knotts in him. He's uh, he, he's a guy you will get along more and more than Knotts. Uh, conversation with Coach D. But um, he's hard. He's hardcore. He's developed Knotts' way of coaching into, into the strength part. And he, there's no days off. There's no slack given. It's, it's intense in there. One final thing, I'm going to get you out of here, buddy. I told you I'd try to keep you 15 minutes, and I'm a little over that clock there. But, uh, man, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know whether mom or dad or anybody's ever told you, man, but you sound already, man. Uh, is coaching in your future, man? Because I feel like after this interview, I can run through a wall a little bit, man. You're very <laughs> firm, and you, you got that tone about you. Eugene, I know he's over there shaking. So, uh, I mean, I'm just ready to go through a wall for you right now, man. How about it? Is, is coaching in the future? What is the future after coaching and, and playing in the major leagues, man? Well, um, hopefully baseball goes well, make some good money off baseball. Um, in the future, there's going to be a lot of fishing. Not, I'm not going to job. There's going to be a lot of fishing. Um, <laughs> but um, 
Uh, what I want to do is I want to be a notch. I want to be an athletic director, look over everything, and a head football coach. That's really what I what I want to do. And I feel like I can do it. Everything right. that I've learned from him and all my experiences coming in my life, I feel like that's what I want to be. Uh, after this interview, I feel like I just interviewed a coach. So we're on the same page <laughs> here. Uh, the <laughs> the draft coming news. up, man. Any interest in the in, any news? Uh, any heads up or anything? Uh, is the draft anything you're interested in coming up here? Uh, it's going to be a weird one, of course, but is this something you're going to maybe look at? And if you're given a high selection, is that something you kind of look at in the future or you're just 100% bound ground, ready to go to Clemson? Looking into the draft, was wanted to get drafted preseason, was talking to some guys about it, some uh, MLB coaches. But the this year was really my chance of showing off to these coaches that were coming to watch and proving my point that I, I, I want to be drafted, I need to be drafted. But – it was it was ripped from me, so Clemson is I'm um, just just even better going to Clemson. So no 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 loss there in the decision, but I'm gonna have so much fun. Yeah, you're gonna do great things, man. And hey, look, the big man upstairs plans a lot bigger than ours. We just think we know what we yes, want, sir. but he knows what we need, and so we're gonna we're gonna run that route, man. Thank mom for 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 getting you in here with me. I thank you for getting in here with me. And uh, if y'all are gonna do something up that way, give us a shout, man. We'd love to come up there and see some stuff, but. First of all, on, on the athletic side, man, it says itself, man. You know, you've got enough. I mean, they might have had to build a whole new house for you guys over there because of the trophies <laughs> and the awards that you guys keep getting and well-deserved honors. But I'm just as proud of you of becoming a, a class of 2020, a, a South Carolina State High School uh, graduate. I'm proud of you. I know it's a weird time of year. Thank God you have a chance to continue what you want to do. And uh, when you become a coach, let me know, and, and we'll bring the show to you. How about that? We, we're going to go and sign early with you guys, and we'll do, we'll do the radio for your team wherever you are, buddy. But uh, we appreciate you, man, and uh, super-duper proud of you. We'll catch you on the other side. But uh, thanks again for your time. All right, I'll write that down that you all want to be on the staff and want to work with me. But, um, I, just, hey, we're coming, I, just want to, I just want a signed Clemson hat. That's all I want, a signed Clemson hat. <laughs> just maybe, maybe we can hang out sometime. Yeah, but, um, we're going to make our way up there, man, because we've got a lot of guys who are going up your way. We've got some guys already on the staff, like you and I personally have talked about. You know, your coach is, is – I mean, we called him Pops when, when, when I was a freshman. He was a senior playing on this, in this uh, collegiate summer league here in Charleston. And uh, he actually had two little girls then. And so it was uh, – he's been a huge mentor of mine from way back when, and I see him doing great things with – a lot of kids like Bo Gobin from Somerville that we've sent up there. There's a kid up there now, if I'm not mistaken, from Bishop England that uh, is a five-star kid, too. I mean, you know, Clemson's known for baseball. I know they've done some big football things, but Coach Leggett and now Coach Monty Lee, uh, baseball is the real deal up there in the Valley, for sure. Awesome, man. I just want to take a second to wrap this up and say um, thank you all for everything, really uh, following me, covering me, um, always praising me through everything that's happened. That just means so much to me that y'all can stick with me after everything that's happened in the low country with sports. Um, y'all can still <laughs> praise me and still keep saying good things about me to everybody, and that just means so much to me. I want to thank y'all. Well, just know this as we sign off and uh, send you on your way, buddy. You got a lot of coaches down here in the low country. They don't, they're not big fans of you for about four quarters or maybe seven innings. <laughs> but after that and before that, these parents down here, I know the Messinas think the world of you. I know that Coach Sharpie, the baseball coach at Somerville, thinks the world of you and a lot of coaches across the board. Uh, Joe Call, even, you know, uh, they see what you can do. Coach LaPrade sees what you can do. They just don't appreciate the beating you put on us, okay? I'm going to be honest, <laughs> but that's part of the game. So, uh, we don't have to worry about you anymore, man. And, and by the way, <laughs> I, I could only imagine Coach 
Coach Sharpie and, and maybe Joe Callback in the day when he was here at Somerville last year, they probably would have driven you to Clemson before the season. So just let you know. <laughs> good to, hey, good luck, buddy. God bless, and I'll catch up with you off the air. And uh, as always, thanks for all that you've done. Awesome. Thank you all so much. My pleasure is ours. There you go. Let's stay on the air here for the next seven minutes. Uh, as uh, Eugene, I bring you in, man. I look, you, you just don't get any better than the lineup we had tonight. I mean, we touched them all. We went from the fastest lady. I don't know she could beat the guys. She's one of the top 20 fastest racers, uh, track stars in the country, all the way to the guy that's got more bling and gold than, than, than Florida State football players, man. I mean, this guy, he is high as the real deal. And uh, I'm not joking. When I tell you that coaches would um, would have driven him to Clemson, South Carolina, to drop him off in August, man, trust and believe me, Eugene, easily would have driven him. They would have carpooled it to get him up there and packed him up and everything. And, and what a great show. Like you said, you know, we started out down in Georgia with uh, the, the fastest lady probably in high school. Um, but we covered, you know, sports. We covered uh, track. We covered soccer. We covered football. We covered baseball. You know, uh, it's 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 been an amazing show. Um, these 2020 athletes, you know, this is what we envisioned was filling a whole show with these 2020 athletes and giving them this platform, you know, and it's amazing. You know, I've been following Twitter traffic and all the people, all the programs, all the from football to baseball, been tweeting out, you know, about or retweeting players that didn't even play in their sport, but it's just, you know, part of their school programs. And, you know, what a great platform and what some these kids are awesome. You know, I, I wish I had accomplished half that stuff, you know, as, as a bench warmer, uh, that was not in the cards, but, you know, hope, thankfully I was able to find a niche in, in training athletes and uh, helping them to get to that level. And, you know, I, w- I will say one of the proudest days as a coach is national signing day and watching someone that you trained, you know, we, we had Chris on the show earlier, sign with the college and to pursue their dream at the next level. And, that is the biggest thank you that uh, as a coach that you can get, you know, and, and I guess as a college coach to see a kid drafted, you know, or, or signed by some professional team or something like that. But at the high school level, that is the biggest thank you. That is the biggest reward is to see that smile on their face, to see their parents and see all these dreams said earlier. Um, the biggest accomp- accomplishment period from these athletes is getting that diploma, whether it be next month or, or June sometime, um, because, you know, they've had to endure things that other groups didn't have to. You know, the only, the only I, I'd say that the better argument for a tougher graduating class would be like the 1968-69 class who were drafted. And a lot of those uh, young men went off to uh, Vietnam, which was a tough situation. But, you know, these, these kids had to endure a lot. You know, like you said, they came in at 9-11. You know, they go out by not having a graduation or a prom or spring sports or senior days. And you know, some of these athletes have trained for 10, 12, you know, uh, saying that they started playing the sport when they were four and five years old and that not have that senior moment uh, is, is heartbreaking, but that's why, you know, we're trying to give them a little bit of a, a senior moment to say what they need to say, to talk about their programs and their teammates to say how much that they've loved all the training. They've loved their coaches for believing in them, you know, and, and, for all these kids that have gone on or are going on to other colleges, you know, a lot of them said that, you know, they hit walls too and they had coaches and people there and family and, and fans that just picked them up and support them. And, uh, you know, that, that says a lot to the programs, to the staff, you know, to the parents, to the family and friends, 
you know, just the people that surround them. So it's been great to give this platform, to give them the chance, the opportunity to come on the show and talk about that. Well, we're excited. Just uh, confirmation here. Again, we've got a lot of green grass growing here around Southern Sports Central with our senior spotlight 2020. And and, and we thank the good Lord for the vision and the opportunity to do all of this as we're uh, pushing as much as we can to give the love that needs to be given. Uh, Already confirmed that we will have um, two Somerville soccer players with us on Tuesday, Liz Vega and Kayla Tucker. Both of those ladies will join us on uh, Tuesday night and just confirmed, and it is done and in the paperwork to be completed, is Brody Hopkins. Brody Hopkins played football and baseball. He's going to go to the College of Charleston, where he will continue his career in baseball to play for uh, a really good coach as well, a former Gamecock coach who's over there now running the stuff for the Cougars and doing some really great stuff. But Brody Hopkins, of course, was a big-time receiver for the Somerville Green Wave. And then, of course, we all know what he can do on the baseball diamond as he is a scholarship player. I mean, he was well taken care of to go to the College of Charleston. Uh, we're excited to have those three already in the books, man. Before we even close the show, we've already got another show with guests lined up, man. So this thing is exactly what we thought it was going to be. Now, I do want to give love to Somerville Signs one more time, and we'll continue to push Somerville Signs until, well, quite frankly, everybody has a sign in their yard. Now, Class of 2020, it's a $25 sign. It's a nice square sign that I have, I believe, your name of your uh, graduate and their school and their colors on there, and they're going to a nice little metal stake in your yard. Man, go out there and give a couple hundred dollars and go up in that front yard. They've earned it. They deserve it. They deserve to get that recognition, and the, the uh, people over there at Somerville Signs will make sure that you're taken care of. Now, the number to call in is 843-779-5853. Again, Somerville Signs, located here in Somerville. Now, they will probably work with you, even if you're in the outside of areas, to get what you need. 843-779-5853. Reach out to them. Let them know you heard about us right here in Southern Sports Central. We talked a little bit about them as well. Uh, I do want to thank all of the guests that joined us here tonight. We're about a minute and a half away from getting off the air. Everybody that came on, from the coach over there at, uh, the, uh, at Coastal Carolina, Coach Goodman that joined us and all of uh, his soon-to-be future athletes that have joined us and will be joining us all the way to Oceanside, to Rondo, to Dutch Fork. Of course, we hit the ground at Inland Land High School, and we even hit Somerville High School. And then can't forget about that school in Macon, Georgia at Howard High. So thank you guys for allowing your students to become part of our family here tonight. And we thank you for listening tonight. And don't forget, we'll be back live on Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., right here on Southern Sports Central. Eugene, we've got about 10 seconds, man. Great job tonight, buddy. Thank you so much. Just be safe, everyone. All right, that'll do it for tonight, guys. We'll see you again Tuesday night, bright and, well, somewhat early on a Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook at SO Sports Central, excuse me, at Southern Sports Central, and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. Guys, God bless. Take care. We'll see you live Tuesday night. Where it began, I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer, who'd have believed you'd come along? Touching hands 
reaching out, touching me, touching you. And it don't seem so lonely We fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulder How can I hurt when holding you? Warm, touching warm, reaching out, touching me.